Three, two, one. Hit it. Good welcome. Good welcome. Hey. Those are very community good welcome. <laughs> good welcome. It was a good one. Good welcome to the Podcast Show. I'm one of your hosts, Chuck. And to <sighs> my left is... Uh, no. I uh, fucking mixed it up. No, yep, you can't do I this. changed it. It's Bob. It's Bob. No, and to his I, left I, I is... Re- I refuse to participate, Huey. His left, my right, Huey, is here drink, taking a drink of his drink. Welcome, guys. The Bo Chewy Podcast Show. Last week was a bonus Chewy, so I guess that means we have to do a topic we episode, do. right? Made by it's our own rules that we have to follow. We don't have to, and we don't have to follow. It's our show. We can do whatever the fuck we want. We make up the rules. But we wanted to do a we wanted to do a topic episode because we like doing them, right? Don't we? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, they're. <laughs> 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 That's my some, new my new name is Downer today. Yeah, Bobby Downer. Oh. Bobby Downer. Oh. Bobby Downer. Um, yeah. So, how's everybody doing? Uh, my leg hurts. You got bit by a yeah, dog. Yeah, bit by a dog. We'll talk about that later. Yep, for sure. Not on this episode. You'll hear it in the next. Maybe next time. Bob, you. Uh, the world's got me in a deep depression. Mm-hmm. You know what to bring yeah. you out. You know it's always. You know it soothes the soul. I wish this country would be great again. <laughs> oh man, uh, what soothes the soul? Cult movies. Ooh. You guys like cult movies? It's I probably do. all the movies I watch. Yeah, I watch some movies. I watch some mainstream blockbusters. What is a cult movie, you might ask? Yes, tell us. A cult film is also commonly referred to as a cult classic is a film with a cult following obscure or unpopular with mainstream audiences and often revolutionary or ironically enjoyed. Cult films are mm. defined as much by audience reaction as they are by content. Movies that didn't hit it big. Mm-hmm. But hit it big later yep. on maybe on home video or DVD or maybe it's something that you later discovered that came out, you know, like Decades. something like Miami Connection, which is a cult movie that is completely ridiculous and it's fun. Garbage. To watch. I love that movie. It is. I it, didn't care to watch. I oh, would never watch it again. What? Man, but that Dragon Force song is so good. I know we're gonna go. We're gonna go into a lot of uh, friends forever. Friends forever. Yeah. Dude, that song rocks. That song's um, so good. I, I don't know if either one of you did any any sort of like historical background in any of this, which I didn't. Nope. But if if I had to get, and I don't what? think I don't think any one of us are gonna talk about this movie. But if I had, if you had to guess. What you think is one of the first cult classics? What do you think it would Planet be? Planet Nine from Outer Space. Planet Nine from Outer Space. Planet Nine. Planet Nine from Outer Space. You ever watched it? I have. It's I have terrible. Not. I have. Ed Wood's better. I have. Tim Burton. The first also, thing, cult classic. Also a cult classic. The first yeah. thing. Dang, first thing about Ed Wood. <laughs> the first thing that comes to my mind is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror oh, Picture yeah. Show is a big one too. Tim Curry is a big one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great one. Thanks for taking my last pick Damn, on my I'm list. Sorry. Oh, oh shit. shit. Anyway, we're going to go over some cult classics that we like. There's a lot of cult classics out there. Yeah. Uh, we'll have some honorable mentions at the end. I'm sure we won't get them all. But This, this was tough but for me. Even though we won't get them all, this is an, all inclu- this is an all-encompassing this list. Is it. This is all. Huey, can I say something about your your uh, thought there? Is it, it was tough for you? Yeah. Every topic episode's tough for you. It is. <laughs> it's because <laughs> of his learning disability. <laughs> I can't read. You're dyslexic. Not, not dyslexic. <laughs> You're dyslexic. <laughs> it was tough. Because <laughs> I had to choose between my favorites, man. I know you'll get over having a micro penis. It's okay. I don't think I'll ever get over it. It's okay. I have a macro penis. It's <laughs> <laughs> even smaller. <laughs> I think it's bigger. Macro know. is the opposite of micro, right? Oh, that's nano penis. A milli. Millimeter. That'd be milli. I don't have a big penis. Santa. 
Did I say that? <laughs> centipenis? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Hey, would the human centipede be a cult classic? Oh, God. No. Um, I don't think it doesn't have bad. a following. That's just a bad, bad. movie. Uh, I think it does have a following, I but I don't want to yeah. know if it does. I don't ever want to watch it. I don't want to go to any of those gatherings. Do you remember the first time my wife was coming over and I was making her dinner? She wasn't my wife yet, but right before she got there, me and you watched The Human Centipede. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> <laughs> was Alan there? <laughs> no, it was just me and you. Alan, okay. you and Alan watched the second one together. And third. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we had we had an unbroken, un- unspoken bond. Like, I, Yeah. We watched the second one. Now we got to watch the third one. I never saw the second one or the third one. Bad the first and one. bad. Uh, I guess they're cult movies. I don't know. I don't care. They're not good. Anyway, let's stop anyway, talking about yeah. that. The South Park episode was good. Yeah. The Human, Human Sentai Pad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Yep>. So anyway, <laughs> we're going to talk about some of our favorite cult yep. movies, and we're going to let Huey lead it off with his first one. Yeah, so growing up, <laughs> this is by far my favorite. The soundtrack's fucking awesome it's awesome this is by far my favorite zombie comedy it wasn't ever intended to be a comedy uh but then uh they took they took a twist and and then wrote it purposely to be kind of uh slapsticky really yeah return of the living dead came out in 1985 i remember seeing it uh very young uh at a relative's house and the only reason why i remember it is because one of the punk rock so by the way this is this is a total like punk rock 80s punk rock zombie movie is all this is right and uh, what I remember is the first like five minutes of the movie, one of the punk rock girls like completely strips and just uh, is like stripping in the in the graveyard and dancing around. And I remember being a young, impressionable young man, being like, "Oh my goodness!" Right? Tell me what you did when you watched this movie just recently. Tell me. <laughs> Tell me what you did. So <laughs> I I was I wanted to get my shit together, and I watched this movie again last night, and. My son, who, by the way, is eight, uh, was in the room with me watching it. And, uh, oh, I, no. I totally didn't even realize it. And he's like, Daddy, <laughs> <laughs> she's dancing. And she took her clothes off. I'm like, oh, no. Well, yeah, it's the graveyard. That's what you do. And, and, and Never mind. And then, but, like, if you've ever watched this movie, she... She doesn't put her top on for like the rest of the fucking movie, oh, right? So finally, I had to I had to give him uh, uh, the uh, Nintendo Switch and make him get out of the room. <laughs> yeah, go play some Rocket yeah, League. Yeah, yeah. Now I probably just completely effed up his sexuality for the rest of his Why? life. Why? It was a naked woman. I mean, oh, maybe. he was definitely interested. All right, well then you kind of know where he's leaning. So we know where he's going. So uh, this this movie is great in a way that now that if he didn't like the if he liked the naked man there's nothing wrong with nothing that, wrong with that. I nothing mean wrong anything that. like that so if you have never seen this the whole premise of this deal is it's uh, return of the living dead yeah so okay. i'm going to i'm going to kind of i'm going to kind of get into that why this idea came up so everybody is familiar with night of the living dead right george no. george's movies okay. george romero yes so this dude that, i know, I that, know Jorge. that wrote this film or wrote actually the novel for this film Actually, was partnered up with Jorge uh, in His name's George in the original um, Night of the Living Dead. They went their separate ways after that movie, and he retained certain rights to write uh, different, like Dawn of the Dead series. What he did, though, was he wrote a novel about like a success, like a uh, like a spiritual su- successor to Night of the Living Dead, right? But. He sold the sold it to the movie script, meant to be completely serious, right? <laughs> the original director dropped out. Um, the guy's name was um, 
uh, a John Russo. Okay. Right. Yes. And uh, they parted ways. The, the director dropped out. Brought a dude in named Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon to polish the script. And he took a comedic tone to it, and you end up with this punk rock zombie flick, which it actually has a lot of. Um, it introduced a lot of concepts in like what we know zombies now. So this would be the first movie to have like the idea of brain eating zombies, which was spoofed a ton in The Simpsons. It was spoofed a ton in like South Park. Uh, this is the first zombie movie to introduce the concept that zombies can actually run and sprint after you instead of like walking creepily and slowly. This is the first movie with the zombies that had the ability to actually speak. Brains, right? <laughs> and so... Was there machine guns in this movie? No. And so, yeah, at the end. At the end, the army shows up and starts wiping these. Yeah, yeah. At the yes. end, there is. So... You know Dan O'Bannon wrote Alien? Yeah. Yep. Like, Dan O'Bannon was like a big deal. So, real quick, I just want to play this real quick. Because one of the, one of the things that uh, John Russo wanted to do when he made this movie, he wanted to make it very clear that the Night of the Living Dead was still part of this universe. So in the beginning of the film, the the lead, who, by the way, can anybody guess who the lead is? In the ori- in Tom Return- Matthews, who plays Jarvis, Tommy Jarvis in Friday the 13th Part 6. No shit. Yep, yep. He's in the funeral home with the funeral director. He gets like a job as like a, a helping hand. That's funny. And the funeral director tells him a little story. I have seen weird things come, and I have seen weird things go. But the weirdest thing I ever saw just had to cap it off. Oh, yeah? <laughs> What's that? Let me ask you a question, kid. Did you see that movie, Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one where the corpses start eating the people, right? Sure. What, what about it? Did That's Tommy Jarvis. That movie was based on a true yeah. case. Oh, come on, you're shitting me, right? I ain't never been more serious in my life. <laughs> That's not possible. I mean, they showed zombies taking over the world. They changed it all around. What really happened was, back in 1969 in Pittsburgh at the VA hospital, there was a chemical spill. George Romero loved Pittsburgh. Stuff. So anyway, the chemical spill ended up Awakening the dead, and they the vials ended up in this funeral home. They broke it open. This one of the uh, one of the known cult things about this is like the first zombie is just a dude in like this rubber suit, and they they chop his head off. Yeah, we were talking about this yes. earlier. And they and they realize that they can't. The, the, it, it breaks away from the trope of you can take a zombie out by shooting in the head or decapitating its brain. Right. They had to chop it up in little pieces and throw it in an incinerator, and the incinerator smoke floated out to the graveyard, which woke up all the other dead, and then hence you have the zombie movie. This thing spawned four sequels. Yeah. I've seen I've seen I'm pretty sure I've seen most of this one. I've seen parts of the second one, and I know the third one has like the best box art cover yeah. like yeah, ever. Yeah, it does. It's got like a girl. On it with like glass pierced through her skin and stuff because she turns into a zombie. If you're not familiar with it, it the, the, the big the big zombie in here is is the the the, the tar, they call him Tar Man. He's like covered in tar. He comes from a barrel, hmm. and he he's the one going brains the whole the whole movie through. That's actually played by uh, Alan Troutman, who is a big Muppeteer for like Jim Henson, Jeez. and he was like on the Dinosaurs TV show as the Muppeteer for Dinosaurs and stuff like that. So, 
This thing, I, I tell you what, it's free on Amazon Prime. If you have it, watch it. Hour and a half. Return of the Living Dead. Return separate from Prime. Yeah, it's not Prime. Separate from the Romero movies. But uh, that's the thing. That's the thing. People pays homage to it. Right, pays homage to it. That's the thing. Like some people don't remember is Night of the Living Dead. This is not a sequel to Night of the Living Dead. No. Night of, sequel to Night of the Living Dead is Dawn of the Dead. Yes. And then there's Day yes. of the Dead. And then there's Diary of the Dead. And there's all those other, you know. Day or dead movies, but you yeah, mentioned the one. soundtrack earlier. The, the soundtrack, the soundtrack is, is awesome. That soundtrack is killer. It's, it's total punk. It's got like the cramps, the four, uh, the, the 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 forty five graves, the fus, a bunch of freaking good punk bands from like Southern California. Yeah, so good. That's really fun. Yeah. That's a cool one. Nice. That is definitely a cult pick. All right, and my movie is gonna be uh, one that came out in two thousand six. Both two of my two of the three movies on my list. For the show are 2006. Okay. Sweet, crazy, right? This oh, is a movie. Sick. I love the hand motion you just did. No, it fly with oh, it. Oh, okay, something. all right. I think oh, flinging your hair back. Yeah. No, no, it flings back on its own. Ooh. Um, this movie I'd never seen a trailer before. Before I bought it, okay, I bought it on a recommendation from my sister, which is normally don't do. Okay, nope. But she told me I needed to watch this movie. This movie had no promotion. Nope. Nothing. It's overall. Gross box office gross worldwide. Guess how much? Um, what was the budget? Yeah, the budget on this was two to four million. I would say five million. Two million. Box office worldwide was under five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. Wow. Its widest release was one hundred and thirty-five movie theaters. Jeez. It only released in seven cities. Wow. But has later on become a cult classic due to its following on DVD. Because guess how much it made when it released on DVD? Why don't you say what it is? I want you to keep guessing. Uh, I already know what it is. It's Idiocracy. (laughs) Idiocracy. It's a Mike Judge movie. None of you know who Mike Judge is. He came up with a good movie. He came up with... uh, Beavis and Butthead. Butthead. That's where where I remember. King of the Hill. King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Yeah. That was... I always remember Beavis and Butthead because that's came up when I was a kid. He came up with Office Space, too, and Extract. Extract. Did you ever watch that movie? No, but I heard it was supposed to be a companion piece to Office Space. It was all right. It was all right. I've never seen it. I saw it once. It's one of my least favorite Jason Bateman movies next to Teen Wolf 2. Yeah, Teen Wolf 2 is terrible. (laughs) T-O-O. Nice. Anyway, this movie, um, the the theory behind the low box office on the movie is because the Actual companies that were advertising in the movie thought they were going to be getting good advertising. Yeah, yeah. And instead, it was but like it wasn't. Them. Yeah, it wasn't. If for all of you that have never seen or heard of the movie Idiocracy, I don't know if it's streaming on anything. I didn't check. I don't know. I have it on DVD, obviously. Um, it's about a. Uh, it, it takes place in 2005. Uh, an army, an army, U.S. Army librarian. His name is Joe Bowers. The average Joe. He's average in <laughs> everything. Yep. Average in everything. So he takes part. Or the army force is going to take part in this secret uh, government yeah, yeah. experiment where they hibernate a person for a year and they wake him back up. Well, the guy running it, he's uh, he was doing a bunch of shady shit, <laughs> becoming a pimp. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, he happens to wake up 500 years later. And everybody is dumber. The whole world is dumb. It's not just dumb. It's like... The, know, like the world's in cha- the, the the United States is in chaos. It's it's there's like leaking nuclear power plants 
in Florida. It's, there's it's like, like what we're going to be here in the United States right now. There's like a great years. dust bowl going on. Yeah. You know, no food. Starbucks, you can get coffee and Corporations are taking over for everything. Corporations. Costco. Costco. You go to Costco. Hey, welcome to Costco. I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the president, that's the clip I wanted to play. The president uh, of the United the States, best, dude. he has a uh, State of the Union address. I only play. I won't play the whole. It's a couple-minute clip, but it, it's funny. Fire it's it. fitting yeah, fire it. for the world we're living in now. It is, yeah. No. Give me a second. I don't want to play this ad. I don't want to take the survey. Idiocracy is currently you can stream it through Hulu if you have Cinemax. Okay. Mm, or if you have Cinemax, you could probably get it on demand. Yeah. All right. That's cool. It's a good movie, though. You should just go buy it. Idiocracy is great. Just rent it. You can rent it from anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of America. <laughs> He's having his rally. Terry Crews. He's reading off a teleprompter, too. I know shit's bad right now with all that starving bullshit <laughs> and the dust storms and we running out of french fries and burrito coverings. Yeah. <laughs> but I got a solution. That's what you said last time, dipshit. I got a solution. You're a dick. <laughs> South Carolina, what's up? <laughs> Those are senators. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he's got the saw. That's what I thought. Now, I understand everyone shits emotional right now, but listen up. I got a three-point plan to fix everything. Bring it down, Number one, we got this guy not sure. Joe not number sure. two, yeah. he's got a higher IQ than any man alive. And number three, he's going to fix everything. I give you my word as president. He'll fix the problems with all the dead crap. Yeah. He's going to make him grow again. All right. Dude, that's, that's kind of eerie. This, this movie is very, is very eerie. It is. Kind of, <laughs> that's kind of eerie, man, because, like. That's <laughs> plants crave. comedy. <laughs> President Camacho stood before the world and promised everyone that Joe would solve all their problems. <laughs> okay. I don't want to give everything away. I don't want to give everything away. Oh, it's so Dude, good. It's, but yeah, he gets he gets thrown in prison for some stuff going on in the early on in the movies and then he gets out because they realize he's got a high IQ because of the testing that they do before he's sent to prison. Isn't, yeah. uh, isn't Gatorade replace water? Brondo. Brondo. Brondo, yeah. It's yeah, called Brondo. Yeah, Brondo, yeah, yeah. So Brondo it's is what they drink. Great. It's like you go to, <laughs> you see a water fountain, but it comes out Brondo. It's like their Gatorade, <laughs> yeah, right? The version like of Gatorade. Sugar water, like. Yeah. And that's what they're feeding. The reason, no, oh, never mind. I'm not going to give that away. I don't want to give that away. It's fantastic. It is very fantastic. It's highly satirical. Is that, is that, is that why it didn't do well? It was because yes. it was no. a bunch of brand name shit. It got shit. shelved it hard. Got, it got shelved because of the sponsors that weren't happy with their roles in the movie. Fuddruckers gets turned into buttfuckers. Yeah, buttfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over the years. Yeah. You know, Starbucks, like I said, gives right. off hand jobs. Right. Costco is like an all in, 
all exclusive where you go yeah, there you those get are all like you the want. major freaking uh corporations yeah. in the united yeah. states right there's now, probably too. even more in that oh, there's, there's hardies it's yeah, actually weird you're an unfit mother <laughs> i haven't I haven't, <laughs> I haven't watched that in a couple of years but it's actually you know the last time i watched this after you got me that t-shirt uh, oh yeah i remember that movie holds up because it's, it's scary it's such a dystopic situation because it kind of but like it's reflective of kind of some shit that's going down right now upgrade upgrade yeah there are 3,527 3, listings for Upgrade. Upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. I, I fell in love with it the first time I watched it. Like I normally don't buy movies before I see them, but this was one that I did, and I'm happy that I did. I was really – I've only seen this movie all the way through one time. It's hard I've to get it, into. I've seen it in and out. Like it's been, It was on Comedy Central a ton. Yeah, they used to play it. I um, would never watch it on TV if it's your first time it watching wasn't. it. The first time I watched it, I was hungover as fuck, and you brought it over to my house, and we watched it. And it was hilarious, and I loved it. Got Dax Shepard, Luke Wilson, Terry Crews. Yeah, yeah, I forgot like, about that. It is that, that he movie. Plays, he plays uh, that dumb. Dax Shepard's a lawyer. Here. Yeah, that's I right. I got that's the right. cast list right here. I had this pulled up. They got Luke Wilson, like you said, uh, Maya Rudolph. Yep, as Rita. Upgrade. Dax Shepard as Frito. Maya Rudolph. Pendejo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's his name. <laughs> Terry Crews is the president. His name is President Dwayne. Elizondo, Mountain Dew, Herbert Camacho. <laughs> because in the movie, you get paid by saying your sponsor's yep. name. Yep. That, what was that one, guys? Brought to you by Carl's Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Hardee's or whatever. Wasn't Horatio Sands? Yeah, Horatio Sands Horatio is Sands, in it. Yeah. Yep. Um, Justin Long is the stupid doctor <laughs> in it. Um, yeah, it's it's good. Whatever happened? Good. Has What has Luke Wilson done in lately? Anything? Um. Last I saw Luke Wilson in was a Showtime show. Remember, really? uh, remember Rushmore? That was a good movie. Called uh, 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 Roadies. Something about Roadies. It was on Showtime like a couple uh, years ago. Uh, it was all right. Remember Anchorman? He was in Anchorman. Yeah. Anchorman? He got his arms ripped off in Anchorman. Oh, man. Not again. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love, I, I like Idiocracy. Mike Judge is a hell of a... A hell of a fucking writer he is and it seems like you like with his uh with his penchant for writing i mean from beavis and butthead people could see that he had a bit of talent and then just be then king of the hill you know and then uh he kind of his writing and stuff was always really good but for some reason every movie that he made never really got the props when it came out yeah for sure and it's funny that you mentioned idiocracy because the movie he made Right before Idiocracy was my pick, which is Office Space. So yeah, that Office Space came out in 1999, right? 99. Yeah, man. I mean, with the writing like that, how could you go wrong? <laughs> Did you Vader just yelling from the other room? Uh, Office Space... It came out in 99, man. Um, can't be. It was one of the first movies that I ever called off of work because work reminded me of Office Space so much <laughs> that I watched yeah. Office Space and then went into work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it had a budget of $10 million. It only made $12.2 million. It seems like Mike Judge has this penchant for writing 
really good comedy that people don't get at the time. I think that's what it is. I, I think he I think he is a little bit ahead of what is happening. And he's he's just he's just uh, a clever he's a clever writer yeah and, dude and the, and the mass general audience is it, not going to it doesn't that seem shit. to get it right away he wrote Office it's Space a after the first season he of King of the Hill came out so Fox the president of Fox they just put out Titanic they were having all these event yep. movies they were like all right I saw the script for Office Space let's do Office Space Office Space bombed like fucking crazy man mm-hmm. like in fact like half the time uh, uh, Mike Judge didn't even realize. That the movie was a success, like at all. It was. It was four years later. Judge was working on Idiocracy with Eaton Cohen, and during a break, the two went to an Austin Starbucks, and the baristas were doing impressions of Lumberg. Really, like he had no idea that it was even like people even really realized it was. It was like a big thing. See, I remember um, liking it uh, early. I actually. Bob, you worked at the video store. You got a screener for Office Space. Yeah. And back then, the trailers for Office Space always showed that dude doing his O-Face, Drew. Yeah. Doing they the, showed yeah. the funny, yeah. stupid, stupid the gags. Slapstick the slapstick shit. The dumb gags. Yeah. But the, and so it showed that. And, and that, in my mind, created a totally different movie. Yeah. Sure. I remember watching it. Sure. And completely falling in love with it. You had the screener for it. It was before it was out. Nobody else liked it. And I remember just being I like, I hear this line right here. Doesn't it bother you that you have to get up in the morning and you have to put on a bunch of pieces of flair? Yeah, but I'm not about to go in and start taking money from the register. Well, maybe you should. You know, the Nazis had pieces of flair, but they made the Jews wear And I'll never forget that. <laughs> it's one of those lines that stick. It's and it's 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 uh, Ron Livingston and, and Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston's in the movie too, and it's like it feel like you know, like even in Swingers when you see Ron Livingston, you're like. Yeah, it's the guy from Office Space. That's, that's I just remember Peter. loving the but dry, the very, very dry, like, office humor. Like, when, when the dude sits down and they're like, uh, I'm Michael Bolt- Bolton. Oh, like the singer. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It, uh, John C. McGinley you can being call in me there. Mike. Yeah. Hey, you can call me Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't like me calling Michael Bolton, why don't you just go by Mike? Why should I change? He's the one who sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's so many classic lines that are, shit that are to that to that movie. I mean, the yeah, PC load the, the damn it feels good. Uh, all the hardcore gangster rap yep. in that movie. The damn it feels good to be a gangster part with the with the fax machine that yep. Peter steals and they break it on, on the thing. I mean, if you see us, as anybody see a swing line stapler, not think that's Miss Stapler. No. Like, no, is I got anybody, a red stapler. Like, no. Yeah, because they didn't. Swing line didn't actually make red staplers no. until yeah. like this movie became this like classic hit. Cult classic. Cult classic. Cult classic. It's almost like we're doing an episode about that. I mean, uh, Stephen Root will always kind of be remembered as Milton, as along with a million of his other characters that he's oh, done in a million other shows. But he's good think, in I that, think uh, news radio. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He's great yeah. in that show. Yeah. He's great news radio. He was in Justified, Micah. Remember? He was a judge. So that was just for Micah. But, uh, I mean, Office Space, I, I feel like, was, was that kind of, that was just that, movie that was just simmering there and i i felt like at the time i was the only one who liked it of course it didn't come to any theaters that i was it was anywhere close to no me way. in in 99 no but uh it, it like when we got that screener i loved it and then it it took you guys like one more watch like it took yeah. you and it took i think me you and michael watched it bob and i think it took you guys one more watch to like pick up on all the well things i didn't that I expect it, it to be a laugh out loud stupid comedy like that i, I expected 
different. Slapstick bullshit. So then I'm like, oh, this is a good it, movie. And it, yeah, it's a little bit more. Sur- it's a jump. It's a to conclusions, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst idea I've ever heard. Yeah, seriously, the worst. But you know what? Like, well, the guy he, that invented the moon rock, he made a million dollars. Rock, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, man. Like that that movie still resonates today. Like just the corporate culture. Oh, that, for that's sure. out there like like yeah. like we all work jobs right and, and and i and i can't tell you day to day of my life how something could be related in my job to that freaking movie if you work in an office building with cubicles your Absolutely. office is exactly the same as Absolutely. that one because i worked in an office building at that time with cubicles and if you watch that movie there's a part like you can see there's a thing that says wall of fame and it has people's yep. pictures on it we just like the, the office thing. building that i worked at that had a wall of fame with people's pictures on it yep. and fucking annoying receptionist that <laughs> Copernicus pay will need a speaking. And then, and then just a moment. Print, printers that don't work. Yeah, and are constantly fucking up. Or and, fax and machines, or not knowing just, why you're doing this. Yeah, like, and like look, just redundant that, reports that you're that writing scene, over and over again. That scene oh. where they smash the printer with the bats. Yep. yep. Is an all-time classic yeah, scene. Damn, yeah, feels good to be a gangster. Because everybody no, that's, has that's, wanted that's, to do that. That's a different. Song. That's a different one. That's not damn feels good to be a gangster. No, no, that's different. It's a different yeah. one. But it's. That scene, everybody can relate Back to that. Back up in the ass with the yeah. resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> everybody relates to that, at least that one scene. Yeah, if you've you ever worked I mean? in an office setting or something similar to it. I've wanted to smash and, printers. And the thing is, though, is like the genius of that. Okay, so this actually ties in very well because the genius of Bob, your movie, with Mike Judge's writing, and the genius of Mike Judge's writing with, with this movie is like we are living in a world where both of those situations are still very, very true and becoming more and more evident, right? And in a, in a way, I don't know if he was ahead of his time, but his, his writing was clever enough to, to like pin down tropes in day-to-day life that are just not going to go away. You know, and, and from a corporate standpoint, like he, he nailed it on the head, both in office space where it's like this drudge of like redundant reports and like personnel that loses your paycheck or, or, or fires you but doesn't tell you. So you're sitting there just, hey, just don't send another paycheck, right? That's like typical corporate bullshit. And then to your point, like the advertisements, how they take over the world and like it's judge, judge is kind few. of a genius, man, you know? So He's, uh, ahead of his time. This movie. Like I said, it was uh, it made its budget was ten million. It made twelve point two million at the box office. What's the uh, Rotten Tomatoes score? The Rotten Tomatoes score for that movie. The Rotten Tomatoes score is eighty percent. The audience score okay. is ninety three. But it be. But it's it, not a filmmaker. When it came well. out on DVD as a two thousand three, it sold two point six million copies on VHS and DVD. Uh, it was in that same year. It was in the top twenty best selling Fox DVDs. As of 2006, it had sold over six million DVDs. But I can see why, though. I could see why it would be huge because the 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 people that that have disposable income to go buy DVDs, I had it, is like is that twenty to thirty year old range that is living in that corporate I bullshit don't care world. About any of that? That movie was fucking hilarious, even if I didn't live in that world. I didn't care. That movie was fucking. But you could relate to it. I could relate. That's what to I mean. It, but when I saw it for the first time in '99, is not when I was working at that place. Like when I wa- when I called off work that day to watch that movie is because I worked in that place. Um, four years after the film's release, uh, Mike Judge talked to one of his assistant directors, uh, 
of the film, and they said they went out to either the TGI Fridays and noticed that the wait staff no longer had to wear pieces of <laughs> Like Judge said, maybe I did bring a little good to the good world. Good to the world, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That is good. Yeah. I don't remember them wearing pieces of flair, but I didn't go to TGI Fridays till ni- or 2008. Yeah. I don't know if that was when I went. It was yeah, later. Yeah. How do you know that? To the like, I always write down when I went when to TGI I would Fridays. agree. I would say 2008 is a pretty good guesstimation. All right. Fair it was a guesstimate. Everybody loves it when you say guesstimate. guesstimate. Punch you in the throat. All right. So, question for you guys. Everybody knows this fucking movie, right? What came first? The movie or the show? Pee-wee's Big Adventure or Pee-wee's Playhouse? It was Pee-wee's Playhouse. The movie. Trick question. Okay, so this whole thing got started uh, when Pee-wee was part of the Groundlings with Phil Hartman. A bunch of other cats, right? Uh, they, they, Paul they, Rubens, not Pee Wee. Yeah, yeah, Paul Rubens. And then so what ended up happening, he does a couple like HBO specials as Pee Wee. Oh, I remember those. Knocks they were out raunchy, of the park. weren't they? Raunchy as shit, right? Knocks out of the park. It was a huge thing, okay? Warner Brothers picks him up and says, hey, we need to do something here. Come to our studios and hang out, all right? We'll figure out what we're going to do, like a movie or a show, whatever, right? So Paul Rubens is hanging out at uh, 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 Warner Brothers lot, and what That's was when he ran into Corey Feldman. In Corey's so by, book, by Corey the way, the, the, the answer is the answer is Pee Wee's Big Adventure came first before uh, the Playhouse ever came. Right? Ding. So he's 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 hanging out. In, Playhouse is uh, better. He's hanging out in the lot, and he's he's brainstorming. He's he's feeling his way around. Well, Warner Brothers issues. Uh, their employees bicycles to get around the lot okay nice. so originally uh paul rubens was working on doing a remake of the disney film uh Pollyanna, all right okay so it wasn't really working out it wasn't really panning out he has this bicycle and he starts getting the idea of retelling this italian film that got an honorary oscar back in like the 50s called the bicycle thief um it's on a lot of Francis. It's, it's oh, a, damn it. I was just going to do that. It's on a lot of like top top C lists, right? The Bicycle Thief movie, whatever. So they want to do like this uh, reincarnation of this movie, right? And so he starts developing this idea of this bicycle that gets stolen from him because he's he was given a bicycle by Warner Brothers a lot. And, and, and that's partially why the movie takes place on the Warner Brothers lot. That's pretty sweet. Right, because he was brainstorming this the whole time, thinking about how cool it'd be to go to different, to the different sets and stuff like that. Right? Was, yeah. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I don't right. mean to interrupt you. Yeah, or yeah. Throw off your train of thought. Yeah. But I think from now on, you always have to have a Danny Elfman score. Agreed. Accompanying you. Agreed. I didn't want you to turn it off. I just wanted you to keep that's, doing it. Because that's an it interesting works. point. We're going to get to so, Danny Elfman because yeah, Tim Burton uses them a lot. Yes. But it and Oingo Boingo and all that other mm-hmm, stuff. But mm-hmm. but. I think from now on on the podcast mm-hmm. you should always have a Danny Elfman score behind you. I will prepare one every I, one, every I time. need you to have a Danny Elfman score behind you. Only when he talks. Only when you Fair talk. Enough. And then when it goes to Bob it cuts out. It cuts yeah. back when you we'll come back. We'll do that. Anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt no, 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 no. you. So, the bikes they were going from from set yep, to set yep, on the yep, I'll continue so for you. Developing the story. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> developing the story. And so um <laughs> Best composer I know. I know. Pee-wee man. develops, or uh, Rubens develops this idea. He's got this, he's got this movie going, and Warner Brothers is just shooting down every director that Rubens picks. They're just shooting them down. So in the meantime, uh, uh, Paul Rubens gets gets with uh, one of his uh, friends and asks, "Hey, what should we do here?" And he happened to see the film Frankenweenie 
the short yep. film. I was going to say Frank and out. Yep. would have been what. And Pee Wee said, hey, this is great. My good friend Shelly Duvall knows uh, Tim Burton. He calls up Shelly Duvall. Shelly Duvall says, yeah, I'll get Tim Burton for you. No problem. Shelly Duvall convinces the yeah Shelly Duvall like how does this have to do anything I don't know Shelly Duvall gets with the executives of Warner Brothers says yeah Tim Burton's going to do this film so Warner Brothers is like okay Shelly Duvall said so The Shining's a Warner Brothers movie isn't that Yes her best movie yep. Shelly Duvall So by the way did you know uh, the dude that Pee Wee hisses at when he's walking through the streets and it's raining is Tim Burton <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's Tim Burton. It's Tim Burton. I'll have to yeah. look at that. Yeah, yeah now that I think of it, yeah, yeah, it's Tim Burton. So, um, so th- then uh, this is actually the first <laughs> Burton Danny Elfman collaboration, which goes on Beetlejuice for a long Batman. time. You got it. Okay, so anyway, I don't want to drag it out too long, but this is a great movie. Uh, Phil Hartman co-wrote it with uh, Paul Rubens. And um, that cool. Yeah. That's so cool. the the chick that plays Dottie was heavily involved. Uh, she she was also like the voice <laughs> of Tommy Pickles and a bunch of other characters in animated stuff like Buttercup and from uh, Powerpuff Girls. But uh, so she was also in the band and Better Off Dead. You know, you remember the scene? Uh, the you remember the scene where Pee-wee's walking around the uh, the Warner Brothers lot? Yes. And. Uh, he talks to the dude in the red armor that talks to the yes, That's yes. Jombie. That's Jombie? That's Jombie from the, the, the Playhouse. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Because then the lady with the real deep yeah. voice comes up and goes, yes. I think it's on yes. stage six. And she also uh, <laughs> appears in, in the Playhouse. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Nice. Like he, like a lot of the people that are in this film ended up on the Playhouse. I love that movie. When yep. I was a kid, I absolutely loved that movie. I loved it so damn much. I watched it all the time. The large, Of course, the large Marge scene was scary. Large Marge scary. The part where he had the, the snakes. Uh, you know, did where he you didn't know? want to save the snakes, Tim, and he saves the snakes anyway. And he Tim, goes, Burton, <laughs> Tim Burton, uh, on the, on the, 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 the second to last draft, had that cut out the film. Large Marge. Large Marge, for yeah. real? Yep. I'm glad he kept it in. Because yeah, it's too. a cool scene. It, it's, really, it's really cool. The scene that always creeped me out were the clowns. Yes! Something you could share with the rest of us, Amazing Larry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, fucking Amazing Larry's an old man with like those feather Mister T earrings and just that and, and that and All that mohawk. Yep. Oh god, because that's after yeah after it's, uh, what is it? Chuck's bikes. Like that's me. Yep. I'm Chuck. Yep. I'm I'm Chuck. <laughs> so uh, another cool fun fact for you. You remember um, Batman Returns? Yes. Uh, Rubens was Penguin. Uh, Penguin's dad. Uh, Penguin's dad. Oh yeah, he was. And the the wife was Simone. Simone. Mm-hmm. And she ended up passing Andy. away. Not too long ago. Yep. Oh, but anyway, God. I That's love this movie. Terrible. Uh, and you, both of you, Jan Hooks. With the I want you guys in the to basement. honestly answer this question. Did you find Pee Wee sexually attractive? When he's dressed up as a woman, <laughs> I did. Cut the. It is the Bugs Bunny effect. You know those. You know those. Do not cut. <laughs> do not. Do not cut under penalty of law. The tags they put on mattresses. Well, I cut one of them off. <laughs> oh no! You know that guy is uh, Jimmy Smith's father. He looks just like he Jimmy Smith. Like <laughs> Jimmy's, <laughs> is that really wow. Jimmy Smith's father? No, I no. have no idea. I was gonna say it looks like. But it him. looks like him. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like him. Oh, man, anyway, I love Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Dude, I, I can sit here and quote Pee-wee's Big Adventure I all day. I could, too. Uh, oh, that part Francis! where... Francis! 
That part where he it's has those uh, sale. Sale. brand sale. <laughs> where he has those light up glasses and he's in the middle of nowhere. Where are those headlight Wouldn't you, glasses? Dad? <laughs> you do believe me, don't you, Dad? So anyway, the, this this movie was almost a brilliant <laughs> accidental mistake, and it was all developed because Warner Brothers issued bicycles. The last bike, there's ten of them in existence. They had ten bicycles for the film. The last one sold on eBay in twenty like sixteen for like, uh, where is it? My notes, thirty six grand. Jeez, that's not that bad. Thirty six grand, yeah. For the Seems bike? attainable for the Pee Wee bike. For the Pee Wee bike, but if that bike was dope. Like, that bike, I don't know if that bike. Come on, was the clown on dream. Though. The clown dream was freaking a nightmare. The, t- the T Rex and oh, shit. Oh yeah, that, yeah, it's the same dream. It's the down. Twisted man. Sister famously oh, appeared. Oh man, uh, yep, yep. D Snyder's in it. Yep, and real then, quick, they're like uh, on a video on the lot, right? Yeah, yep. It's a cool song. Yeah. Um, I I like oh so much of that movie. Like I, I just I love it. Like I remember doing the thing with the tape in the mirror yep. at the very beginning. Yep. And when I was whole, a little kid, and the whole Rube Goldberg device to make breakfast. I used to be able to do the Pee Wee dance. Oh, for sure, the tequila. <laughs> Everyone would always want me to do the Pee Wee dance. By whoever, whoever did that song. Yeah, yeah, tequila. Um, you know why? You know why it didn't do very well starting out it was because Warner Brothers. Uh, watch the film. How do you market that movie? See, that's that was the problem. They watched it the film make money. and they found they found it to be way too bizarre, and they found it to be weird. So they only released it in limited regions slowly over time, and then people started picking up on it. And word started spreading. Word started spreading, and then people were like demanding this movie. It's come. a road trip movie. Like yeah. it really is like a road movie. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Because I mean, he's going to get his bike, and you don't know where exactly his bike is, but he thinks nope. he, he sees it on TV. You know, in Hollywood, he thinks it's the, the stars Alamo and the stripes. So oh my god! Do I need to tell that story really fast? <laughs> so I was at this bar one night, and I used to go to this bar all the fucking time, and they loved me there, and I used to pay and change all the time. So I was Classy. sitting there drinking for free, and there was all these people who used to go in who worked on the railroad, and they were all from Texas. So I was like the, I was like talking to the bartender. I'm like, she's like, these guys are all from Texas. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So I thought if I did the whole thing from Pee Wee's Big Adventure that the the stars at night are big and bright, they would all clap and yeah, just like that and go deep in the heart of oh, Texas. Texas. That doesn't happen <laughs> because when I did Awkward. it, I stopped the whole bar and stood up. I'm by myself. These guys are huge. Well. And I did the whole, the stars at night are big and bright, and they all looked at me. And then the, one of the guys comes up to me and goes, do you have a problem with Texas? <laughs> <laughs> and I just go, uh, I, I'm like, uh, I just thought you guys would clap and, and do the deep in the heart of Texas thing. I'm like, I really wasn't trying to start a fight or anything. <laughs> and he's standing, and I'm still sitting, and he just sticks his hand out and goes, I respect you, man. <laughs> and I go, well, thank you. I respect you too. And you know what like, I would have said? I was like, I won't do it again. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd have been like, I'd have been like, like fuck. I'd have been like, wow, there is more than steers and queers and. Oh, Texas. I know. See, I I wasn't gonna do that. <laughs> I just wanted to do the deep in the heart of Texas thing, and they did not think it was funny at first, and then they thought it was funny. So after they realized what you were doing, yeah, after they realized what I was doing, it's way different than the time me and Mamer almost got into a fight, and that guy wouldn't stop shaking my hand, and Mamer grabbed the ashtray. <laughs> like that guy, that was a that. that was a completely different railroad guy. Those they were not from Texas. Oh, they're, they're probably from <laughs> so, Kansas. Sorry, but that was Missouri my little tangent Ruffins. that happened. Man, I missed that bar. <laughs> we had a lot of good times there. Oh. Anyway. Pee Wee's Big Adventure, yeah. 1988? Yeah, for sure. Uh, 86? 86. Okay, yeah. cool. 
Yeah, great movie, cult movie. My next movie is gonna be another movie from uh, film from 2006. This oh. one is a different type of cult classic, and it relates to a certain genre. And I'll just say that it's the stoner comedy. You know, stoner films like for sure. I could have pulled from many stoner films like How High, which I don't really care for that Cheech one. But that, that one's I got think a that movie's that funny. I didn't think it was that funny it either. It's like Soul Plane. People like Cheech Soul Plane and Chong. Too. Yeah. People like Soul. I never liked Soul. I didn't Plane. like Soul Plane either. Me and you were drunk as shit when we watched that. We, we didn't like get, it. We didn't like it. Um, but yeah, the Cheech and Chong movies or stoner comedies. Yep. I could have picked Half Baked. Half Baked. Half Baked. Yeah. I've my never liked that movie. I don't oh, know I why. Love I love Half Baked. You know. But like even Dave Chappelle, he, he doesn't like half baked nowadays that much, you know. It's got some funny moments. Though. It does. It's got funny moments, but it's kind of it's kind of dated. Hey, what's your movie? My movie is a 2006 film, Grandma's Boy. Oh, a Happy Madison. Oh my dude. fucking god! Black comedy. Oh, nice. No, I would say it's black comedy. Man. It's uh, what do you call that when uh, sleeper hit? Sleeper. I hit. have a robot sleeper vagina. Hit. Sleeper hit. <laughs> and. How I'm going to do my, let's talk about this movie. I'm going to play this little uh, mashup on YouTube that oh, says the best moments is like two and a half minutes, but I'll talk over the top of it. But we can talk, oh. Is that expensive piece? <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that expensive piece? <laughs> car. Yeah, but it's a fucking sweet car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Christmas. you could uh, watch this movie on a whim and just love it, you know. Now, I recommend watching the unrated version. That's the part Oh, and JP. Adios, turd nuggets. Jeff, you're already working on seven through nine, so why don't you just stick with those? Let's do it. The levels, I mean, not sex. <laughs> <laughs> we always quote that. Yeah. We always it. quote Let's that. Let's do it. Um, but uh, it's got a huge cast, man. Just, just pause that real quick. It's got a huge cast. I will talk about... Um, I forgot about this. This is a good pick. Uh, Alan Covert, which is the main character. He's been a longtime writer for the Happy Madison Happy production. Madison. All right, he's you know? in a ton of Sandler yeah, movies. A ton of Sandler movies. I think he was a writer on SNL for a while, too, if I can remember correctly. I'm not sure. But he's been, yeah, he's a writer. Um, Linda Cardinelli. God, I love her. Yeah, I, I love her, I love too. her in everything I loved her does. since... Uh, Oh. Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks. Do you know Freaks she was in something before Freaks and Geeks that was like critically really? acclaimed? Yes. I'll look her up. Real they quick. were just talking ahead. about it on thirty twenty ten. So then we got uh, Nick Swords, and we already talked about him. And then you got as the grandma, you got Doris Roberts. Yeah, she's and her great. Roommate's Shirley Jones. All you older folks who know who that is, Huey. I'm talking to your dad. Yep. For sure. For sure. Uh, Shirley Knight. Uh, Peter Dante is Dante. Step. You see the movie, you know who Dante is. Uh, JP is Joel Moore. That guy's hilarious. That too. guy is great. Uh, Jonah Hill's in it. Kevin Nealon's in oh, it. Oh, I forgot Kevin Nealon's in it. Yeah. yeah. Jonah Hill is like before his uh, Hollywood yes. weight loss. Yes. Yeah. And uh, there's that part with him sucking on the stripper's titties. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> For the whole party. <laughs> so re- real quick, she's in a ton of shit before Linda this. Cardinelli? Yeah. Yeah, she was. Party. She was in oh, ER. And stuff. She was in ER. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. like everybody remembers for Freaks and Geeks. That's what I was thinking of. She was. Everybody yeah. remembers. I remember her for Freaks and Geeks, but she was in, on ER for like ever. I know. Yep. And that show was on for ever, yeah. ever. I, I, that was yeah. after Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, though. it was. That's oh, what yeah. I meant. I'm sorry, I messed that up because we just. Heard, I just heard about it on 30 2010. Like Lita Cardinelli. Most recently, so you could have saw her on the Netflix show Dead to Me. Good Dead show. Good yep. show. Kind of second season's pretty ridiculous, but still fun. She is also uh, Hawkeye's wife in yep. the Marvel yeah. Cinematic yep. Universe. Yep. Yeah, 
Let's just do a Linda Cardinelli episode. Yeah, let's do it. I was, she's she's so good. adorable. She was Thelma and Scooby-Doo. She's so adorable. And, and Scooby-Doo, too. Uh, yep. Yep. You know, she's a reason to watch those movies. She was also in, in the video game Scooby-Doo, too. Fuck Matt Monsters Lillard. Unleashed. Speaking of video games, Grandma's Boy. Grandma's Boy. It's uh, about a uh, 35-year-old. He's not that old. No. No, he's not. But they he's portrayed as a lot older in that movie. Well, 35-year-old hanging out with a bunch of 24-year-olds. Yeah. True. True. He's a video game programmer. He works, I don't want to say it. Like he's a, a tester. End. He's a video game yeah, he's tester. he's a tester, right, yeah. And testers are for younger kids, younger people, and he's like an older old man. Yep. They call him Gray Bush, Gray Bush. in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he falls on hard times, loses his apartment. Because his roommate's addicted to the whorehouse, right? Whorehouse, yeah. yeah. Madame Kamez. And uh, so he ends up moving in with his grandma and her two roommates because their his grandma's third roommate died. <laughs> <laughs> so she had a spare room. Yep. And hijinks ensue. It's it's it's. I want to say it's not your typical Happy Madison production, but it's that raunchy humor. It yeah. is even yeah. with uh, better writing. Did you say um what what's his dicks in it? Uh, the one kid was always with Seth Rogen. Oh yeah. Uh. When he was still Jonah fat, Hill. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. He was still it. real fat. Uh, David Spade yeah. makes an appearance, you know, cameo. Yeah, he's the Shiloh. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said Kaiblo. <laughs> <laughs> he's the uh, waiter. Um, it's okay. You've been sweet. I think Rob Schneider's in it. Yeah, he's, it's, the, it's, it's he's landlord. the landlord. There's the tiger. There's the monkey. There's the who's the doctor? Doctor. Doctor Shakalu. Doctor Shakalu. He's gonna get me a fucking lion. Yeah, <laughs> my beef. Strong. <laughs> I'm way too stoned to drive to the devil's house, man. Your beef. Wrong. There's a ton of people in this, I, man. Dude, uh, it's it's a sleeper hit, man. It's a raunchy comedy, but it is really fun. It's Kevin not overly Nash raunchy, and there, yeah, he's the uh, one of the movers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He, it's it's not it's a raunchy movie, but it's not super raunchy. You know what I mean? No. It's got a good story. There's stupid characters, but they're kind of developed and they're funny. Uh, funny. Nick Swardson lives with his roommates, but it's his parents. Yeah, Nick Swardson is so good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I recommend it. Like I said, if you watch, if you get a chance to watch it, watch the unrated version if you can or not. Yeah, but don't watch it on TV first. No, I no, and I think that was like early on in me and my wife's relationship. Like I watched Grandma's Boy with her. And she was not interested in Grandma's Boy. I bet if we watched it now, she'd be more interested in it now, knowing like, you know, my taste in movies and stuff. And especially when I, I, I don't, I'm not always into like a comedy, you know. Uh, but that, that is one of my favorite. That I don't know why, I, I don't why, I know it doesn't really show the video game industry and what the video game industry is. No, it's just kind of especially like, nowadays. Except for it's, it's, it's still fun. It's probably loosely based on what people think. Yeah, you know what, what people I mean? think so. like one guy could develop a fucking video game like yeah, it's not no, happening. No, no, but it, no, it's not happening that way. No, Shigeru Miyamoto does not ju- work on Zelda by himself no. or Mario by himself. He had an idea. He had others around him that expanded. Yep. That's how it probably works. Yeah, there's other people there. Yeah, yeah, that, but it's but it doesn't matter anyway. They're supposed to be yeah, testing you're the video totally game, right, bro? It's like, fun. This this thing bombed ass and then yeah. became huge in the DVD sales market. Oh, it did. I I saw a trailer on YouTube back in the day, and then they had a Red Band trailer. Yeah, yeah. And I instantly loved it after the Red Band trailer. And I remember one day, this was uh, when I was living up north, and I went shopping at a Sam's Club. They had it for like 15 bucks on DVD, the unrated version. I still had it somewhere, I think it's downstairs. But uh, I bought it, turned it on. I'm like, man, this movie's fucking great. And I, watched, I loved it ever since. I like this movie. Yep. Great movie. So it won several classic. honors in High Times Stony Awards, including Best Stoner Movie, 
best actor in a movie for Covert, and best pot scene in a movie. All right. Congratulations. Yeah, although that is a good pot scene when they roll that mega joint and they're all smoking it with the monkey. Yeah. 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 He's all like, play my head, monkey. (laughs) Don't judge me, monkey. (laughs) Play my head, monkey. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Bob yeah. Grandma's Boy was fucking awesome, man. I love that movie. Oh, what a good pick, dude. That was a that was a little surprise. I didn't even think about that. I only watch good movies, guys. You should know this by now. Yep, absolutely. Hey, check this out. <laughs> Best part of that movie. What oh, movie is it? John Carpenter's The Thing God, from 1982. Movie, oh, it was. An adaptation of the novella from 1938 called Who Goes yep. There. It was also the movie, uh, what is it called? The Thing from Another World? Yep. Okay. Right. So this movie, The Thing from 1982, right? It wasn't a huge hit at all. It was, in fact, it was a bomb. The budget was $15 million. Box yep. office was $19.6 million. Do you know the movie that came out a week before this movie in 1982? So if you're going to make an a-, a movie about an alien that sh- that shapeshifts oh, no. in the Antarctic and kills people, uh, what would a movie that you uh, about a different alien? What movie would you not want it to be? Like what what would you not want to come after? E.T. E.T. was the movie that came out a week before. Yeah, the thing. that sucks, dude. Oh, that man. sucks. So you have Steven Spielberg's E.T. that came out a week before yeah, the thing. That sucks. The thing comes out. And people are all riding high on aliens, man. E.T., he's great. He loves Reese's Pieces, Elliot. You know, everything's oh, good. You know, Drew, yep, yep, yep. They made a phone. They they flew. Look, they, they have M16s instead of radios. It's, it's great. It's great. It's great. They eventually had radios. Yeah. Yep, instead of, instead of guns. Yeah. E.T., the government's coming. But um, then the thing comes out, a movie about a shape-shifting alien who takes over your, basically takes over your being, your dead, and uh, tries to kill other people. Bummer, right? That is a bummer, man, because this yeah. is a good movie. This movie is is widely known now as one of the best sci-fi is horror movies of all time. I love that. Is that, that why it got time. buried because of E.T.? It got buried partly because of E.T. Even at the time, critics actually said the story is boring. The there is the characters you don't care if they're there or die, and the special effects overshoot the plot. The special effects in this movie, the practical effects in this movie are absolutely yeah, out of control. They are awesome. They are done by the by a game a guy named Rob Botton. He also did work with John Carpenter on The Fog. Yeah. He did Fight Club, he did 7, he did RoboCop, he did Total Recall. I mean, this guy this guy's a monster. This guy's a beast when it comes to the special effects game. And the special effects in in the thing are amazing. This is 1982. The uh, the practical effects in this movie are incredible. incredible. I remember. I remember the. Uh, I, I don't remember it because this is I was a baby, but later when I started getting into comic books, the uh, the thing sequels off of this movie comic books there were awesome. Some. Absolutely, and the crazy part about this movie is like Carpenter didn't even want to do it. Carpenter didn't want to do this movie oh, at really? all. He he didn't think that it could get better than the than the movie that was already made back in whatever, like the the '60s or whatever else. Okay. Okay. So Universal Studios, they were like, "Hey, man, well, we got Toby Hooper, yep. the director yeah, of Texas yeah, Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. We got him on contract. We'll just call. We'll give a call to Toby Hooper. He'll do it." Well, Toby Hooper and his writing partner, 
Universal Studios fucking hated it. Okay. Whatever they were writing, they were fucking hated. And eventually, <laughs> circled back to Carpenter after like a bunch of writers and shit. And Carpenter was finally like, "All right, I'll do it." But this is how we're going to do it. Gets Kurt Russell in there. I mean, Kurt Russell, this is an awesome Kurt Russell movie. I would agree. It I is an awesome too. Kurt Russell movie. And you know what's crazy is the other character you know from this movie, Childs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who yeah, is, what's his name? Yeah. It's, uh, Let's go ahead. Tell me what his name is. Oh, uh, I forget. He ain't it's nobody's uh, fourth Ghostbuster. No. It's not Ernie Hudson. No, but Ernie, you're right. But this guy is often it's uh, Renacops. I hate Renacops. It's it, yeah, it's uh, Keith. It's Keith, Keith David. motherfucking David. Keith motherfucking Keith David. David. That's yep. right. But it's it's Keith motherfucking David. But originally Ernie Hudson was the front runner to play Child in this movie. Isn't that crazy? That like every a bunch of people confuse Ernie Hudson with Keith David, even though Keith David's got a completely different voice. Yeah, yeah. He like does. Keith David is is got that like edge to him. Where I love Ernie Hudson, but he's not. I like Keith David more. Um, it for this movie to be the way it the way it is, and you remember those special effects that part, especially like where the, they got the guy on the slab and they're doing like the yeah. autopsy those, on him, yeah, okay, and they're dude. trying to save him. It, that I think of that, and then people were ripping on that, like to be like to be like critically to look at that and be like, well, those special effects were so fucking good that the rest of the movie sucks. Do you think it, but like, you are think, you insane? Do you think it had anything to do? I mean, you 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 let, in, you let in with the ET thing, but like ET is a total a sh- optimistic view ET's of the a world. ET's a fucking man. puppet. I like ET though. I don't. And and, and do well, you think do you think like the the, 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 the awesome. general public was like on a high from this ET thing and all of a sudden you get you get yes! this I absolutely just trashed it. It absolutely. You look back at that and be like, no one knew ET was going to be the gigantic hit it was. But this is after actually only after a week of ET being out. So we, I mean, it hasn't become this fucking cultural phenomenon that ET is now. Where I look at my kids and say, "Have you seen ET?" I never showed them ET, but they've seen it. Don't know. Are they at least they know who the fuck yeah, ET they, is? They, they recognize. Um, it, yeah. And, and, but it's like, and I'm like, but do you remember the thing? And they're like, oh, fuck yeah, I remember the thing. Like, the thing, my kids know what the thing is. You know what I mean? Uh, but to, to, to come off that high, you're right, of the whole world being entranced by this little alien Children. family movie. Yeah. And it be eclipsing the thing. It doesn't even matter that the thing's an alien. It, because it, it that movie, doesn't matter. It's like, it's like we, we've talked about it before, like some movies that like bombed the box office and the movies that came out around it. E.T. destroyed everybody. It didn't matter. That, it wouldn't matter if the thing was an alien or not. No, it wouldn't have mattered. E.T. E. E. destroyed this movie, and it was just a little bit of years later that it was like it is just lauded yeah. as much as it is. On Rotten Tomatoes right now, it's an 84%. That's a critic. 84%. I think it's low. This is a, this is audience a fucking gorgeous film, man. It, it well, it doesn't it's actually as gorgeous goes. I mean, it's in the Antarctic. They did film yeah. it in Alaska. Yeah. But I mean, it's it is what it is. I mean, it's mostly at night. Um, but uh the audience scores a 92%. I mean, it it's just shocking to I, me. I just it was shocking to me to read the reviews of this movie from that time and hear that like oh well I don't care about the characters and I don't but and the special effects I, overshadow I, I everything guess, you know the special effects are too good one uh characters in it who later went on in life real life to eventually get diabetes <laughs> it was his first 
role. And he went nuts, and he was awesome in that movie. Yeah, he was awesome yeah. in that Wilford movie. Brimley. Wilford Brimley. It was his first role. I, I wonder I wonder if the Dude, phenomenon. that whole, all the, that one scene with the blood testing scene, oh dipping the paper yes. clip, the heated paper, yes. that scene's awesome. And what I was going to say before when I you were talking about. I watched my kids visually jump when that happened because oh, Kurt, yeah. Kurt Russell's For sure. talking. For sure. Oh, oh yeah. Dude. The I bought I recently bought well it's not recent maybe a couple of years ago the Shout Factory remastered or come out with a special edition okay. of the thing of the thing those special effects hold up yeah man. they do that's they're what I'm phenomenal like, it looks they're good. gross it looks good yeah I've that scene with the dog I've I've watched when it gets when it gets the dog and it's morphing that's yep. disgusting yeah and it looks real yeah but, but I wonder if the, it's all the, practical the head too, that right? grows the fuck it's all practical and, and and the head that grows like the the um. Uh, spider legs and like well that's when the guy is going to uh, zap that guy to get his heart going and the mouth opens up and bites his arms off oh my gosh that part that part freaks me out every fucking time oh man this is this is without a doubt one of the best sci-fi horror movies ever made and it but at the time at the time it was a huge bomb I wonder and it was and and Carpenter didn't even want to did, partly he didn't want to do it. He's coming off Escape from New York. He doesn't. He yeah. doesn't want anything to do with yep. this movie, and and like he really didn't. And they basically had to like con him into it. And be, he's like, all right, well, I'm bringing Kurt Russell. And Kurt Russell came. And he brought it. Yeah. And Kurt Kurt Russell fucking brings it. See, shit I wonder. Out of that. I wonder. They changed the ending like eighties. Kurt Russell can't get any better. They changed the ending like four times. What happens? And actually, nothing tested better than the ending that they gave. Like people call there is movie, a. Uh, what do you call that? A uh, secret in the ending where, like, if you can tell who who has it between Keith David and uh, Kurt Russell, well, and by like a glint in their eye, a look in their, one of their eyes. Like, there's a part at the end too where even when Kurt Russell does the "Yeah, fuck you," the clip that we played, that like yeah. he goes in the original cut, the monster didn't scream. Like, you didn't know if the monster died or what happened. Like, there's so much cool shit behind the scenes in this movie. When I hit the Wikipedia page and was doing more research here and there, like, that Wikipedia page, it was funny because one of the other movies I tried to do for this, and we'll do it as an honorable mention later, like, the Wikipedia page was, like, three paragraphs. And then I hit the thing, and it's, like, fucking, like, 40 paragraphs of, See, of, that, of development what, that, that, that's what and all kinds like, of stuff. Like, what if, did if, get I think back, if I think back to growing up, and I, I would I would have been way too young to even experience this film at all, right? No. When it came out, so 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 the, I remember distinctly when I watched this movie for the first time, being like a teenager, and I remember seeing it. I'm like, I maybe maybe it was like a rental. I don't I don't I know but, when I saw it, but like it's one of those deals. Like I remember when I saw it, 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 it was like, okay, I am now into fucking sci-fi horror. Like this is my thing. I remember that that moment, like. And and I wonder if the the if that's why to the point of the episode it was a cult episode is that's that because of guys our age found the medium VHS who were lucky enough to have VHS and and it ended up in the rotation and we're like holy shit well the thing here I remember exactly the time I first time I watched the thing um, it was in my bedroom at on Golding Street. It was. I don't know if you were living there at the time, Huey, or not. Maybe you were still in basic. Maybe I was might just living there been. by myself. And I watched it at night by myself in my room laying in my bed. I watched the thing yeah, for yeah. the first time. So it was probably around 2000, 2001. It would have been 2000, and 2000 just because, because I was in boot. Yeah, it, so that makes perfect sense. So, And I remember watching that movie, and for the first time in a long-ass time since I was very little, I mean, I was probably I was 19 at the time, or 18 at the time maybe, 
I, it scared the shit out of me. Oh yeah, the thing, Hell the things, yeah. that movie scared the it's shit. It's psychological out of me. too, man. Yeah, it's not it just totally all the, it it's, not the, it's not the, it's gore, not the, it's not just it's visual, not the visual. It's, no, it's psychological, and that's why the movie still to this day holds up as well as it does. Yeah, some of the tech in the movie isn't great or whatever yeah, else, but, but it's not about that. No, like when it comes that. down to it, it's about Kurt Russell with a fucking th- flamethrower. Exactly. Like you know what I mean? And it, who is the thing? Which one of you is yes. the thing? Like how yes. are we gonna figure this out? Is Wilford Brimley the thing? Was the game? Was the game based? on the movie well you know what the game yes the game was based on the movie but i don't think you were mccready or everybody else but you had to like it was in a snowstorm and i remember to get from building to building you had to mm-hmm. follow the line yeah like with the lights mm-hmm. on it yeah I it was that. scary it the was game a creepy was scary. game it was, it a, was good a good game. game it was a good game Man. um for place i think it's for playstation one dude probably maybe i remember yeah. me and ben playing it maybe it was ps2 so um but we didn't play it a lot it was awesome movie um I I know it gets a lot of praise now, but at the time, and oh yeah, it was sure. not it was not praised, and it was like one of those hits that Carpenter took, mm-hmm. and it was just like it makes it just shows you like no matter what you think of Carpenter now, like some of it like the ruins is a bad movie. But he was brilliant it, though, man. Back in the day, man, when he was in his prime, yeah. this guy who was hitting it. Come on, you, you know the thing what? Was awesome. Not not every painting Picasso painted was awesome. I mean. And it wasn't all Carpenter either. This, this. You oh, just compared John Carpenter. Rob Botton. Pablo Picasso. Rob Botton. Trying to make some sort of fucking. Rob Botton was a fucking beast in this movie too. The special effects guy. Oh yeah. He was absolute monster. Oh yeah. Those, like Whoa. I said, those, those still hold up. They're still scary. Yeah, they do. The effects. It's it, the pra- I love practical effects. Those yeah. hold up on film. You can read remaster movies all you want, mm-hmm. but the practical effects hold up. Yep. So good. Fifteen million dollar budget. One point five million of that budget was special effects. Oh, wow. Was was it they gave to this guy to do to do what he did? Well, he did a great, fantastic Fuck yeah, job. Dude. I think that's actually under budget. I mean, three hundred thousand dollars of this movie went to Kurt Russell. <laughs> that's it. That's all he got. Everybody else got fifty grand. <laughs> oh shit! No lie, Kurt Russell got three hundred thousand. Everybody else got fifty grand. And they had it was a laundry list of people. Powers Booth, all these people that were like supposed to like and oh, interviewed. Oh, had that overboard money. Like to be in this movie, like and. and I mean, the cast that's in it is Wilford Brimley. I mean, the two people you can remember is Wilford Brimley and fucking uh, Keith motherfucking yeah, David. Yeah, you have yeah, to say yeah. it. Keith, Keith motherfucking, motherfucking David. David. And, and then, then and they live, you got Keith David again. Yep. I mean, John Carpenter clearly liked him. Yep. I mean, yep. Keith David's awesome. I Which just they live Last season another, of Community, Keith they David's live is another. They live is another man. And that's, that's another movie that... Uh, and another Carpenter movie. Yep. That's another movie that Shout Factory remastered and I bought. I have because that. Because I love They Live. I have that. I have that too. I, have I remember remaster. watching that the first time, but that's not. A I, I watched right. it not too long ago, and it's fucking. It's great still, man. Duke Nukem is part rowdy. of the basis for uh, They Live, right? Uh, yeah, the line, so well, the, line. the lines, the line from Piper. Chew bubble gum. Yeah. yeah, and Piper in that movie. Jeez. Yeah, he's so fucking. He good is so good movie, in a man. cheesy way, but it's a good movie. Yeah, my it kind of drags. Man, my family hated that movie. We I watched that it. movie I after it. I bought the Scream Factory Blu-ray. They hated it. I loved it. I love that movie. The fucking twenty-minute fight scene with Keith David oh, and Roddy Piper. It's great. With, it's the, great. with the sunglasses. Just put the sunglasses on. I ain't putting the sunglasses. No, on. they just no. won't do it. No. And he just finally do does, and he's like, "Man, why are we fighting?" <laughs> <laughs> it was forever, though. You think it's over like three times? No. Sorry, man. It's already going to They Live, but yeah, They Live in the thing. You haven't caught those? Go catch them. You go know, do it. I know. So I know it's your turn, Huey. But Carpenter has a lot of cult classic movies. He does. 
you know? For sure. And there's another Kurt Russell one that we'll, mm-hmm. we'll mention later. Mm-hmm. Unless, that was is a bomb. that the one you're going to do? Nope. nope. I know. Nope. That nope. was a bomb. I know, I know you're not. It's amazing. I love that movie. That was my introduction to Kim Control, that and Mannequin. Oh, Mannequin was my mm-hmm. introduction. To I don't Kim know which Control. one was first, yeah. but, man, she was a crush as a childhood. Anyway, oh, yeah. go Kim Control. Huey, it's your turn. You are next. Yeah! <laughs> God damn it. You are next. John Lee. Okay. So, I... I'm not going to talk about the making of this. I'm not going to talk about Frank Dukes about, being yeah. a big ass liar. I'm not. I'm all I'm going to do is talk in Frank Dukes quotes. Oh God! First, I'll give you a little, a little piece of this, just so you know what's coming. Wait, what movie is this? I love that you have the scores to all these movies. Cute. The society of the it's a trailer. Dragon. Yeah, it's a trailer. I do have the score though. Ready to go. Known as the Kumite. Kumite. Open Kumite to the world's most lethal warriors. It has never been won by a Westerner. You are not Japanese. Oh, I can do it now. For the first time, the true story of America's super agent. True story. Can be revealed. Yeah. I like that he's American. Sam can't afford to let you get hurt. Very much. Freaking. Frank is going to fight in the Kumite. Frank Dukes. Freaking Forrest Whitaker. Oh yeah, blast those bricks! And ogre, ogres in ogre. it. Yeah, that's his brother, right? No, no, it's his you're fighting partner. You're getting a mixed oh, up American right. kickboxer. That's right. To enter a forbidden competition. All right. Kumite, Kumite, Kumite. Okay. Uh, Play that big, score. Can you get? Big the, trouble oh, you got was first, I by do. the way. Big trouble was first, by the way. Was it? Eighty-six. Mannequins, eighty-seven. Okay. Mannequins. Big trouble one of my in favorite, Little China. My favorite songs of all time is from Mannequin. I loved Kim Cattrall. She was so hot. Yeah, back in the day, man. She's great looking. And no, I'm not. That's not. D- d- she's older now, but my man, she was a childhood crush. She He's may even be before fucking Cindy Crawford. Uh, okay. Mannequin was the first Talk time I remember having a real crush on somebody. That was definitely Kim Cattrall. All right, so we all know it's Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Love this movie to death. JC. True story. I can watch it. Yeah. <laughs> over and over again. Completely true. So I'm just gonna I'm just Very gonna true. talk about things that Frank Dukes has said. Go ahead. All right. So let's say it. Let's hear it. You know the scene of the uh, the punch to the nuts. Yes. Where he punches the sumo kind. You are wrong. Honda looking motherfucker. That is not a punch to the nuts. Is it to the taint? Frank Dukes says, uh, actually, when that happened in real life, that was actually a punch to the bladder, and it was supposed to be a bladder, not the nuts. But everybody thinks it's the nuts because of the angle. But even if it was the nuts, the kumatai, anything goes. Sometimes we wore steel cups. So if you took that chance, you took that chance. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. No one wears steel cups in the kumatai. Mm-hmm. I that have doesn't no idea. seem like it's a, that doesn't seem like the rules are it's what a, it seems like it that'd be like me walking in a suit of armor in the kumatai with a sword. It's like anything Makes goes. Makes no sense whatsoever. None. What Let's do you guys go, think is the uh, substance? Chun Li crushes and blows into John Claude Van Damme's face. I thought it was cocaine. I thought <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That'd be a hell that of a is distraction. Awesome. That's why he was so fast afterwards. It's not cocaine. Um, I would say it is some kind of uh, saline powder. Okay, that real? that's that's close. That's very close. So so most people think it's 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 a, a, a salt in a, a tablet form that he crushes and throws. Um. Frank Dukes wrote it to be what's <laughs> Frank called Dukes is a fucking liar. Dit Da Jiao, which is a herbal medicine that is used for bruises and sore muscles, kind of like Bengay, like it's made out okay. of camphor, mm, right? Okay. But what he said was the actual real life incident, it was 
accidental because it was just beads of sweat coming off his opponent when that happened to him. And he had to learn right then and there how to fight blind. So Chun-Li threw sweat in his eye? Well, the real life... It was like Mortal Kombat the real life Super Nintendo. ...opponent in the Kumitai. Oh, not Chun-Li. Not Chun-Li. It was actually just his sweat because they were going at it so hard. That's so stupid. By the way, Bloodsport is a movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme about a all full-contact yes. martial arts tournament, underground martial arts tournament. Not sanctioned. Not sanctioned. And it's supposedly a true story. I quote, the scene in the finals where Van Damme can't see and has to fight through it, that really happened to me. When you're in a desperate situation like that, your training just kicks in, and you find that nirvana that centers you and gets you back in the fight. Has anybody ever seen Tropic Thunder? Do you remember Nick Nolte's character in Tropic Thunder where he lost both of his hands and all that other bullshit? Uh, what was his name? I forgot. I don't know, but that's Frank Dukes. Frank Dukes on ninjas. Ninjas. Yep, here we go. Is like a janitor. And in that, it's just a job title. The misconception is you don't actually have to do anything to be a ninja special or know how to do anything special to be a ninja. Kim Cattrall is still gorgeous. I'm sorry. I love Kim Cattrall. She's still gorgeous. She is. She's she's a funny lady. She is very funny. And uh, Frank Dukes is a fucking liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ninjas are like janitors. I'm sure they love hearing that. <laughs> All those ninjas. You know, you know. What? How many? Wait. He doesn't fight any ninjas in that no, movie. None. No, no, no. But he has a very strong opinions on ninjas. He's been quoted multiple <laughs> times talking about ninjas. Me too. Uh, you know the scene where uh, Jean-Claude is tied to the tree and they're stretching him apart? That's some kickboxer. Oh, yeah. Jean-Claude and I both did that. It's called being drawn and quartered, being tied to a tree and then stretched. That's it's about kickboxer. It's about can you reach a state of nirvana? He likes to use the word nirvana a lot. Absent of pain. It's a primal ritual. Sometimes you're beaten too. The point is you're in chaos and you have to find your inner calm. Whoa. That separates thugs from the real martial arts. I hope his favorite right. band so is not So I love this movie, Bloodsport. I, I absolutely love it. That does not happen in that movie. Frank Dukes in the movie, Jean-Claude Van Damme plays Frank Dukes, and Frank Dukes, there's no training in that movie. He just goes and he fights. Yeah, there's training. No. He's being raised by the... Well, uh, they show that yeah, part. And they show him like being stretched and... And I don't they, remember. Any, and I don't in remember the, the very the beginning of the movie, they're also showing the montage of all the different fighters in the training. Remember the dude that, that crawled around like a monkey and he's up yeah. on a tree cutting, hitting the coconuts and shit? No. Oh, yeah, dude. There's a whole training montage. I, there I is, see. I just think a kickboxer where he montage. drops the coconuts and shit on him. He's there like, is, okay. There is some training like, montage And they, they're pulling his legs sure. apart and stuff so it's he can fight Tom Poe. That's a good movie, too. Speaking of the costumes that Jean-Claude Van Damme wore. Montage. The costumes were all wrong, by the way, according to Frank Dukes. There was what? no room in the budget for anything, so I ended up paying out of pocket for all the things that Jean-Claude wore in the fights. I am the what? guy who started the whole shorts thing, the bike shorts. After getting criticized by the Chinese for wearing Japanese uniform or getting criticized by the Koreans for wearing a Chinese uniform, I just thought, hey, it's man versus man, not style versus style. You know what I mean? So finally, I just decided to make my own damn uniform by essentially modifying bicycle shorts. So Frank Dukes also invented combat shorts. What about the kickboxer guy who was no, no, wearing no, no, the no. shorts in the movie? No, 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 no. Frank Dukes invented it. There was the guy who was doing Frank the... Frank Dukes invented it. Okay. Frank who... Dukes sounds like a badass. Yeah, all he sounds say, like one. We got to get him on this show. Quote, call Frank. Frank. Quote, all I'll say is... Hashtag call Jean-Claude Frank. Hashtag call Frank. Okay fighter and a great performer. What? He really wanted to do the part and was so anxious that he almost separated his shoulder trying to do something he couldn't know, do and didn't know how to do. So I, I had to train him it. three times a week I and taught him that. how to fight for this movie. 
We learned together how to make him look good on screen. Jean-Claude Van Damme is the best fake fighter ever. Jean-Claude and I went at it for real one day. I love that you're just doing this in Frank Duke's Both of us real mad, and I told him to meet me on the roof of the Victoria Hotel, and I'll show him who's a real champion. We met there, 60 stories up, and I stood on this section. It was no wider than 18 inches. I told him we'd fight right there, then did a full force rotation kick, and then stared him down. You could see his fart, his heart fall. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You could see his heart fall into his chest, and he said, Frank, you're crazy. And after that, he went to dinner and never raised his voice to me ever again. Not even when I took him to court later for the rights <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> Frank Dukes, ladies and gentlemen. Jean-Claude Van Damme owned the rights to this movie? Don't know, but he took him to court. For that a bunch seem of right. shit. I don't know. That doesn't seem right. And yeah. Van Damme's really good at... That's his thing. He can kick. So... Oh, by the way, he said uh, that... Oh, yeah, his his world record roundhouse is bullshit. Yeah, the 55 mile He's an like, hour we spent the film up. No shit! We all know you did! He's like, I can really do it. Anyway, Frank Dukes, ladies and gentlemen. My film is Bloodsport, and I am out. Yeah, the true story of Frank Dukes. <laughs> I love Man. these movies so much. I did too. And I remember it was on TV all the fucking time, all the time when I was a kid. And I would never not finish what I was watching. You know what's funny is I always... And that's why you don't remember the beginning. Because well, yeah, you always came in, on the came in the middle of this. Well, I remember me and Luke and my dad watched Bloodsport. Well, like I had rented it one time ever. Like I've never... I, yeah, because I was always mad that it wasn't Kickboxer. Because I loved Kickboxer. But that was never on TV because they had to deal with rape and all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, it's so brutal. You know, um, the movie is brutal. But then uh, Cyborg, though, and Bloodsport were always on TV. And me and my dad and Luke were watching Bloodsport at my house one night. And that was when we heard Ogre said, I'm not your friend, dickhead, to uh, Forrest Whitaker when they're playing Karate Champ. Yep, 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 yep. And... Uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of parts I don't remember because I, I really do remember when it gets right into the Kumite yep. because, I mean, the Kumite is most of that movie. 90% of it that is, movie yeah, is the Kumite. For sure. Uh, that movie is awesome. The movie is awesome, and it did horrible when it was released, but, has since, but has since made a stupid amount of money. Good. I like John Clark and All too. thanks to video and cassette, man. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for doing yep. that for me. You're welcome. Frank Dukes is a lunatic. I is love he, it. He's my hero. Is he dead? I don't know. Kim Cattrall's still good looking. She yeah. is. Um, my next movie, the 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 one I picked. I want to start off. I don't. I, I'm not going to go too super detailed in this movie because it's a pretty popular movie, so to speak. But it's also a cult classic. Okay. I'm going to read you a quote from one of the best uh, film critics of our generation. Ebert. Robert Ebert. Yes. No. Gene Siskel. Siskel. Fuck. This is Siskel. I'm not going to name the movie. Okay. Kingpin <laughs> was a much funnier movie wow. set in the world of bowling. Gene Siskel. <laughs> Did not like The Big Lebowski when it first came out. It got mixed reviews from critics, man. Um, I first time, I don't remember the first time I saw this movie, but I fell in love with it because it's just so... The character of the dude is great. I, All I, the characters in that movie are just... What, so unique. What year was it released? 98. I feel like I saw it, it early 2000s. It had a lot of marketing. It had a lot of it promotion did. behind it because the Coen brothers directed it. They yep. had just come off of Fargo. Yep. And Fargo yep. was immensely popular. Yep. Didn't that win Best Picture? I believe 
I think it did. I think it did. Fargo's awesome. So this was their follow-up to Fargo. Show's great, too. And people hated it. Um, Received mixed reviews at the time of its release, but it says over time they've become largely positive. And uh, this is another one of those movies, Bobo, that if you, like, happen to flip onto it, you have to finish it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, when when it's on. I agree. You have to finish it. This is one of the movies I watch every... Six months or I so. I, 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 I always end up watching it I as like well. it. Uh, this is one of the movies that um, got me to end my feud with John Goodman. <laughs> he, I was the only one feuding with him. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, there beef. was still a feud. But uh, John Goodman's great in it. That's one of the clips that I want to play. Probably be the only clip, but... Um, Shut the fuck up, Donnie. No. This, this is great. <laughs> Hold on. Let's roll this here. I don't know why the internet's not working. There we go. Is this your homework, Larry? <laughs> Is this your homework, Larry? Look, man. Dude, it... please. <laughs> Is this your homework, Larry? Just ask him about the car, man. Is this yours, Larry? Is this your homework, Larry? Is that your car out front? Is this your homework, Larry? We know it's his fucking homework. Where's the fucking money, you little brat? Look, Larry. Have you ever heard of Vietnam? (laughs) He takes everything into Vietnam. We know that you stole a car. And the fucking money. And the fucking money. And we know that this is your homework. You're going to cut your dick off, Larry. You're killing your father, Larry. You can hear the ventilator in the background. Yeah. (laughs) This is pointless. Wasn't his, his dad on, like, The Wild Bunch or something? No, he he was a writer. He wrote wrote episodes for a show. I want to watch that front window, Larry. Now, this is one of those... Son, Censored on TV movies. What you fuck a stranger in the ass? <laughs> when you fuck a something you fuck in the a stra- Alps. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> it's uh, when you drive a stranger to the Alps or yeah, something. Yeah. But he goes out there and starts beating this car. Doing, but this like this scene is classic. What are you doing? Here you go, Larry. You see what happens? You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens? This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. <laughs> this is what happens, Larry. You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass? This is what happens. You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens, Larry? <laughs> you see what happens, Larry, when you fuck a stranger in the ass? Okay. <laughs> there goes the headlight. <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> Yeah, this movie—I don't know—for my money, you can't get any better. It's, it's incredibly quotable. It every line can be quoted, man. Every line can be quoted. It spawned a spin-off, the Jesus Rolls, which is terrible. Real quick, the alternate is: Do you see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? <laughs> That's what it says on TV. That's funny. Is, you see what happens, Larry? Do you see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? The original that makes one's no better. Sense. The original one's better. When you fuck a stranger in the ass, it's better. Makes no sense. But um, yeah, I lo- I I don't I can't say I loved it when I first watched it. It took me like one or two wa- viewings to like, man, this movie's great. But over time, it's just been one of those I have on repeat. I don't know. I I, I feel like this movie, like even the first time, even though I may not have gotten it, and I may need to rewatch it, it had enough dialogue, clever dialogue and shit in it for me to like it. But, like, it's one of those movies that every single time you watch it, even to this day, when I watch it, I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. 
That's funny shit. And, and specifically, you want a pinky? Spe- I'll get you a uh, pinky by two o'clock. You know the the, the the character that cracks me up the fucking most in this whole thing is Philip Seymour Hoffman's. Oh, the assistant. Dude. He is so fucking funny, man. And he's, he's just like, the, hey, like, dude. The cast, man. That's another thing. The cast is like it's a huge cast. You like obviously Jeff Bridges is the dude. Lebowski, and then they got the big Lebowski, which is that guy. I don't remember yeah. his name. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the guy that the, the porn hustler, right? The, he he cracks me up because he, he uh, what's he, his he name? writes down a fucking note. <laughs> he fucking pencils. Oh over yeah, it. yeah, it's yeah, the guy yeah, with yeah, the big yeah, dick. Yeah. Um, Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, Julianne Moore's in it. Yep. Steve Buscemi's in it as their friend Donnie. He was great. Shut the fuck Shut up, Donnie. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love the it. The eulogy with Donnie is great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffer, his name is Brant. Brant. Tara that's, Reed that's is in it. Yep. She's Bunny Lebowski. Yep, Pinky Toe. Um, let's see. David the Huddleston. The, the guy who plays the big Lebowski is the same guy who plays Pappy O'Daniel in Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Which you're is right. another Coen you're Brothers right. movie. Yeah, right. Is it Pappy O'Daniels? I'm pretty sure it's Pappy O'Daniels. I think you're right. You son I bitch. can look it up, but <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you are my sunshine, my only um, John Turturro's in it. Um, Sam Elliott is the narrator. That makes uh, sense. They're all in Coen Brothers movies. Yeah, they are. It, it's a great movie. It's just, it's just I don't want to say like a slow burn, but the movie starts out with him writing a check for cream that he opened and tasted before he yeah. bought it. And he yeah, writes yeah. a check out for like what sixty nine cents he or some the shit. White like Russians, that. man. <laughs> yeah, that's the dr- that's the dude's drink. Now people think the Big Lebowski's named after the dude, and it's not. It's after the big the, the I other. I just guy. want my rug, man. The rug. Yeah, I. It's like I said, it's, na- it's highly quotable. The, the, it's it's like one of the most the famous critical the mo- cult classics. Cracks me up, man. Nihilus. Yeah, what, what's, his, what's his name from Red Hot Chili Peppers? Flea. Of, yeah. That's Flea, yeah. It had a $15 million dollar budget. What's his name? Made uh, $46 million, almost $47 million box office, so it's not like a flop. What was it made for? I'm sorry. 15 15 and Charles so it made money. Durning? It made money, but like not Probably a lot. coming off the Coen but Brothers high. That's right? what I wanted to say. Um, in 2014, this movie was given the rare honor of seven other films being put in the National Registry. Okay. Nice. So. Okay. Charles Durning was Pappy O'Daniel. Is yeah, it's not guy? the same guy. Ah, damn. This guy was, uh, what did I say? David Huddleston. Weird. That's Jeffrey Lebowski. They look alike. What are the other seven films? In the National Film Registry? Yeah. Well, uh, there's a lot. Library I think Congress, there's a lot in there. There's a lot, like 700 movies. Or oh, plus. I thought you said it was one of seven. I was no, like, no, what? 700. Yeah. Um, right. But uh, still, 700 movies that are going to be preserved. Oh, yeah, in yeah, case yeah, yeah. Forever, forever, yeah. The first In case the coronavirus idiocracy takes us all out. <laughs> takes place. Idiocracy, yeah. yeah. Uh, the first yeah. time I saw this movie, Sarah was at a bachelorette party, and I tried to watch. This I was sh- years after its release, though, right? Oh, way after. Yeah. Way after. This is probably like eight or nine years ago that I saw it for the first time, and uh, I think I tried to watch that movie, I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell. That movie, like <laughs> oh, Tucker, yeah. Whatever. Tucker, that, Tucker whatever. Max. He wrote that, that guy book. sucks. That, that guy, guy is a sucks, piece of shit. and I don't like he it. He is a piece of shit, and that, that book's movie, funny. That movie wasn't good. And uh, then I watched The Big Lebowski, and I fucking loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great. I was watching it. I wasn't even drunk, which is amazing, because I was home by myself. Um, but uh, I've only seen it, like, I think I've only seen it, like, three or four, three times, maybe. 
Um, that movie every time, but every time someone quotes a line to me about it, it's not one of those movies like some people live by this movie, like the dude. Yeah, it spawned like its own religion. Do like, they have like conventions? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't. You I'm know, not necessarily dress up and show up and in on that, but at the same time, I I realize the cleverness and the funniness. Funny, this movie's funny as shit, and it's irreverent as shit, and it's it's just it's just a funny movie. Like I think not too long ago, someone told Sarah that she needs to give it another chance someone that wasn't me uh so sh- we did and we and we were like halfway through it and she's just like how much longer is this movie mm. and i'm like if this is movie isn't for you i understand like it's okay like to not like this movie i get it it's cool like it's just not for you it is hilarious it is but she didn't dig it still didn't dig it to this day so that's all right it's my wife yeah everybody. my wife didn't like it. it's not for everybody it doesn't it doesn't it's, matter yeah. that's okay but the big lebowski that that is a hell of a fucking movie yeah, I love that movie. It's one of my all-time, I'd say, top ten movies on my list. Um, I, w- I would say it's up there for me, too. With with great power going last comes great responsibility. Uh, <laughs> as far as cult movies go, um, I want to just segue into this. Before I get to the last movie I want to talk about, I do want to segue into something that we skipped over a little bit because we didn't need to talk about it. But we'd love to talk about it, but we kind of already did. Um, back back when we were in high school, back probably, you know, 25 years ago, uh, where the first cult movie I ever remember going out to do to find was Evil Dead For 2. Sure. For, For sure. For sure. Evil yeah. Dead 2. We talked about Evil Dead 2 in the sequels episode. All right, I got to talk about it. And Evil Dead 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, By far. Army of Darkness. If you look on any list on the internet... Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness for cult movies, they're on there. Absolutely. Um, I think Evil Dead 2, that search for Evil Dead 2, to us to find it, I bought it on VHS at a Suncoast yep. video in Peru. Yep. Um, uh, it was it was something, and at that time you couldn't even get Evil Dead 1. You couldn't get Evil yep. Dead. I remember all this. Um, I saw Army of Darkness with my grandma for the first time. No lie. That's uh, uh, the first time I saw Army of Darkness, and of course I saw it before I saw Evil Dead 2. Um, it it kind of sent me down that that cult movie path those are the kind of movies i i like to watch i think i uh, think so evil dead is its whole that own that original deal, trilogy is is really something i think all three of us uh really i mean we all three love those movies yes. and i i can't i don't even want to use it as an honorable mention it's no we should definitely just say that let's just say we got something down the pipe probably for those yeah. for related, those movies sure. related for, sure. for those movies and that's but i wanted to mention it here because i can't Without that movie, without Evil Dead Two, without finding it for the first time, without doing that, I would have never found yeah, my never last go down movie. The path I would have never yeah. tried to go after this. Sure. Which, to me, this this last movie I picked that came out in two thousand three, <laughs> may be one of the biggest cult movies of all time. Yeah, it might be. It would be. Did you pick Rocky Horror Picture Show? No, nope. <laughs> and you know what? A lot of people put that down as the biggest cult uh, yeah, movie of all time. Huge. And it's as musicals I go, I would agree. Though. I would agree. I mean, it's got fuck, man. Tim Curry, Susan Sarandon, oh, great. Barry Bosworth, Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Oh, you can sing along to it. Great, Steve great. Steve Martin? In the movie? No. no, no, I didn't think so. No, uh, but there's a lot of really good parts <laughs> in that movie. But I think sometimes it drags at the end. Uh, but uh, this, the movie I want to talk about is uh, just a visionary of modern cinema. <laughs> <laughs> God. Tommy Wiseau's 2003 blockbuster, The Room. Where is he from? I don't know. Nobody knows. No one knows, man. 
So the room came out in 2003, and I'm just going to say this. It had a $6 million budget. Yeah, and nobody knows how he got the money. Nobody knows. Hang on. Mafia I'm not even I, I paused for dramatic effect because it made $1800 at the box office. Who spent money on that? It was a very limited release. But the billboard was up for Billboard was up for years in LA. If you've never heard of the movie The Room, uh The Room, it's not a room, it's The Room. Uh <laughs> it the movie The Room is one of the most entertaining disasters yeah, of modern sure. cinema you could possibly watch. Uh, out of all the movies we talked about tonight, we've all we've been like, yeah, that movie's fun. It's good. It's good. Yep. You know, this movie is an unmitigated. It's a wreck. disaster. It's a wreck. It was written, directed, produced all by Tommy Wiseau. It is the definition of so bad. Um, Speaking we, of this movie, the disaster artist is on uh, Netflix now. Yeah, yeah I saw, I saw that. that. But yeah, anyway, I saw that too. Um, this this we actually I got into this movie. What, like six or seven years ago? Seven, eight, maybe eight years ago? Yeah. It was a long time ago. Um, I, I, started, I started making everybody watch this movie. I hate this movie. Um, you made me watch yep, it. Yep, I made you watch it. Then I, I we, we watched it a few times, and then The Disaster Artist, the book, came out. We read that book. Yep. So this movie, I don't. it's about a guy who is wonderful, apparently, and um, everybody's against him somehow. Uh, it takes place... In not just one room, but at an apartment complex. <laughs> uh, the acting is suspect. Uh, it is not supposed to be a comedy, but it it, it very much you can't very help much laugh. is a comedy. You uh, and help it. Tommy Wiseau has said so uh, later. He turned his he turned around on it and uh, decided he it was a comedy, dark comedy. Hi. Can I help you? Yeah, can I have a dozen red roses, please? Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. Here you go. That's me. <laughs> How much is it? It'll be $18. Here you go. Keep the change. Hi, doggy. You're my favorite customer. Thanks a lot. Bye. Wow. Bye. Wow. I was, that was working at the busboy in a hotel, and uh, uh, she was sitting, drinking her coffee, and she was so beautiful. I and I say hi to her. <laughs> That's how we met. <laughs> 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 you didn't get it, did you? That son of a bitch told me that I would get it within three months. I saved them bundles. They're crazy. I don't think I will He's ever banker, get it. He's a banker, I think. Yeah. They betrayed me. They didn't keep their promise. They tricked me, and I don't <laughs> care anymore. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. <laughs> I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. What's <laughs> oh, the blowjob scene? Yeah. There's just a chicken. Chip, 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 chip. <laughs> yeah, there's just so much. <laughs> there's so much. There's so much bad in this movie. Um, the first ten minutes of the movie has a, has two sex scenes. One of them is partially recycled from the other yep. one, and it looks like Tommy Wiseau is having sex with this young lady's navel. If you, if, um, if you if you read the book, you can't help but feel bad for this 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 young lady. And we have plays in this. I, movie, I I've read the. Greg Sestero's book, who is uh, Tommy Wiseau's friend, and I, I mean, I don't know. This movie has become like a phenomenon. It, I mean, it plays at different cities. People do yeah, people interact. People show up and they pe like they like yell at the screen and they very bust out props and very similar yeah. to where the Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah. became gigantic. You know, maybe if 
uh, you know, 15 years ago on Halloween, every, or uh, everybody goes, uh, like, Halloween, they always have Rocky Horror Picture Show things. Yeah, absolutely. All right? Um, but Tommy Wiseau will show up at your at your the room screening. <laughs> I mean... It, you have to leave a message on his answering yes, machine. Yes, and it, he literally still has an answering machine that you can call. That's how I ordered gear from him, man. Yes, I have the gear that you ordered from him. <laughs> I actually had to keep the packaging because it was so hilarious. It looked like a four-year-old <laughs> wrote. Had, had, had wrote it out and everything. I have a signed picture of Tommy Wiseau. It says, to Chuck, love Tommy, like on it because you sent it to me for my for my birthday. And I have a Tommy Wiseau bobblehead. I really didn't expect it to come like that. Though. I actually used the Tommy Wiseau bobblehead at my house as a buzzer for a game we were playing like <laughs> I had to buzz in and I used the Tommy Wiseau bobblehead to buzz in because it talked um, the room if you haven't seen it is an experience that is best seen with others a few yeah, of your friends you got to see it with others you can't because Bob even yourself. though you hate the movie you I would go to a theater and see it with a group even setting. though you hated yeah. the movie you you wouldn't watch it by yourself but you would Fuck you had no. fun watching it with all of us yeah it was all right yeah, yeah. you crack up yeah, yeah. it's so it, it's so stupid it's, it's, it's so hard ridiculous. not to laugh at it it's one of the most ridiculous things it is the def, mere definition of fun bad this is it yeah for like, sure this is it it is one of the most entertaining ridiculous things i've ever seen but in i also my i also life. think what makes it what makes it kind of it's not just the fact that it was such a disaster and had a huge following to it, but like the background information on this thing is so insane. Yeah. Like the making of it and the friendship between him and Sestero and like the mystery behind who he is as a person. Who Tommy is. And yeah. like the whole like lore behind this whole freaking thing just makes it that much more better. He didn't know which was going to be bigger. What was it? HD or another different kind of yeah. camera. So, so he, he bought them both bought and taped them, both. them together. Yeah, and he filmed. That's how he filmed the room. Like, ah, uh, I think you can only get the room from his website. I think you can get it from Amazon, but it's from him directly. Like, well, every, yeah, like everything when it comes to the store. room, yeah. it's it's not like licensed out no. to people. It's no, from it. him. Yeah, because he owns it. No wonder uh, why it's expensive Tommy on does. Amazon. I got it for twenty bucks. I I think I got it for less than that. The DVD. The DVD. Yeah. Like. I had bought it and had it like sent to me immediately, like when I found out about this movie. Um, and this was long before uh, the Disaster Artist, which is based off the book. It's based off the book for the most part. The book's a little bit different, um, which is an actual like Greg Sestero's actual account right. of him go his relationship with Tommy Wiseau. Oh, Ten bucks on DVD. Well, yeah, that sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, and the movie's good. Disaster artist is kind of the behind the scenes thing. Watch the room first, though. Yeah, uh, yeah the Blu-ray is twenty-two bucks. Yeah, see, there wasn't a Blu-ray out when I bought it. Would there be a difference? No, I don't know. No, maybe not. Look at that cover. Maybe more special features. Oh, yeah, that's that's good, dude. Tommy. That's Tommy it's on the creepy front. As Tommy. Fuck. Tommy. I don't know what who said it. I don't remember what podcast I was listening to, but Tommy Wiseau looks like if you took a wrestling action figure and put him in the microwave for thirty Multiple, seconds. Yeah. That's what. Tommy Wiseau looks like. That's an accurate description. Um, he recently came out with a uh, new, like he was covered in blood or something like that. Well, it, it started to have like a little bit of a cult following too. I have no idea. He does like uh, Joker impressions. Oh yeah, he does do that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, he's a strange dude, and I don't know where he's from. I don't know where he got the money to make this movie. Uh, it is probably one of the it. it if it wasn't so fucking entertaining, it'd be the worst movie ever made. One of them. Um, it still may be the worst movie ever made, but it is also one of the biggest cult movies. It is, yeah, ever. for sure. 
for sure. Ever. I remember and if I you fell into that trap, too. I got so deep into this fucking film. I'm telling you, I know the, the COVID's, COVID stopped a lot of getting together and watching a bunch of stuff, but get get four of your buddies together and watch The Room if you've never seen it. Yeah. Get a couple beers in you and then turn it on and watch it, and you will be shocked. You will have a great time. This movie is a for sure, whether you like it or hate it at the end of it, it is a for sure good time. Like, it really is. It is, out of all the movies we talked about, I mean, Grandma's Boy or The Thing or Bloodsport, uh, I would, if you said right now, or The Room, which one would you want to watch? I would watch The Room. I would watch The Room. Right now. I would watch The Room right now. Like, I'd I would watch Big Lebowski. I've seen, the, I've seen The Room so many times, and I don't, and it's it's immensely entertaining. It's 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 great. I anyway, love the room. How's your sex life? <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I have pictures from my wedding of us throwing footballs yes. in tuxes, like yes. because that happens that's, in the room. That's exactly and, what I mean, that it happens in the room. It's a great movie. I love it. I, I love. It. I love I the room. Concur. And uh, I didn't. I mean, me and you, Huey. I wasn't going to put it on my list just because I didn't. But then you were like, "Someone needs somebody to has have to talk this about movie." This. I, I just, I, I thought you were going to have it. Yeah. Anyway. Everybody, every, everybody, why wouldn't I? You know, we watched it at my bachelor party. We watched it at Huey's bachelor party. We love that movie. All right, got any uh, honorable mentions? Uh, yeah. Let's go this quickly. I'll throw the first one out there. Uh, Clerks. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah I'll Clerks, say that so. Clerks is. I fell in love with that when I first time I watched it. Great movie. It wasn't. Uh, Big, huge. Anyway, it's a great movie. Clerks. Uh, I'm going to say Clue. Clue. Clue's nice. awesome. Another Tim Curry yep. movie. He's great. Uh, I love I that have movie. To throw out this is Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. Good one. Which cracks me up every time I watch it. So good. Um, I'll say uh, another one that's good is The uh, Princess Bride. Yeah. Um, I don't have the nostalgia you guys do for it. It's fine. I like it. But uh, I don't. It's definitely got its cult following. Yep. Um, Andre the Giant's awesome in it. Uh, I'm gonna go a uh, Fight Club. Yep, that which, is a good, which good I love. Fight Club. I love Fight Club for all the reasons that it's not misogynistic. I guess I love the whole idea of chaos and just making making trouble because that's what we used to do when we were when we were younger. When I saw that yep. movie, it really hit me that way. And uh, man, Brad Pitt and Edward Norton are awesome in that. They're just awesome, and so is the Helen Bottom Carter. It's probably my favorite movie she's ever been in. I got to give a little shout out, especially since uh, this this actress has been like a. I guess a proponent of how Michael Bay was just kind of a piece of shit for years, and nobody, everybody. You say Jennifer's body? Yeah, absolutely, Jennifer's body. That's a great fucking movie, man. Yeah, with Michael Bay directed that. Megan Fox hates Michael. Michael Bay Bay didn't direct that. No, 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 no. Megan Fox hates. But like, what's happening right now in like the current culture is like she, like everybody's realizing like all the all the things that she has said about everything over the years. People like like, oh, they realize they and they're realizing now like. Yeah, how wrong people were for not listening to her yeah, man. all these years. He fucked her with that camera every chance he got. She was 15 in Bad Boys, dancing, and, and he told her, oh God. "Shut the fuck up and dance under the waterfall, and do what you're paid being paid to do." Like, yeah, yeah. What yeah. a dick. Yeah. Um, I've never seen all of Jennifer's Body, but it's a good flick. As cult movies go, I that's I heard that's really good. Isn't that a Diablo Cody movie? Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I didn't like Juno. It was all right, but I couldn't stand I like the dialogue. Juno. I didn't like the dialogue. I would I try Juno. to be witty. Anyway, uh, I would throw out uh, Empire Records. Yeah. Oh Absolutely. yeah, man. I love Empire Records. That movie's awesome, man. Yeah. But it doesn't have a big. Uh, or it doesn't get enough acclaim. 
Is this shit? I, I never hear anybody talk about Rex that. Rex Manning it's, Day. Liv Tyler. Rex Manning Day. Renee yep. Zellweger. Yep. Yep. Uh, um, the dude from uh, Dazed and Confused. He loses the uh, payroll deposit. Yeah. Oh, I forget his yep. name. I don't remember his name. But he's in Days Confused. Um, there's also the. Yeah, dude, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, the guy from Can't Hardly Wait. Yep. 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 Can't Hardly Wait. I forget his name. Ethan something. I don't, Ethan know. I don't uh, know. I don't remember. He anyway. was. In, you know what? He's in the movie called The Devil's Candy, and he don't even recognize. Isn't him. Uh, that Joe LaTruglia? Not Joe LaTruglia. Uh, oh, he's an Italian actor. State. It was. He was in this actor. Yeah, he, he was the boss. He was Joe, in uh, Empire Records. Yeah, I don't know who his name is. What's that guy? He's he's a. I've seen him before though. Anyway, Empire Records. If Empire you Records seen that, is a great movie, it. man. That's yeah, a really fun it. movie. Um, how about uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World? That's a good one. You know, you got Edgar Wright directing uh, that movie. Uh, yeah, I was I just I was just watching that movie the other day, and just the, all the little the little nods to video games and everything. I know it was comic book and everything, and yeah, well, yeah, was, uh, but yeah, that movie. Good. I mean, all the little Zelda things. Yeah. And, uh, that movie's badass. It that is. movie's badass. badass. And you know what? The game that came out with that that's been delisted. I have that game. That game is River City Ransom with yeah, Scott Pilgrim, sure. and it is fucking awesome. Yeah. That game is probably like the fucking sickest ass licensed game I've ever seen. Thou shalt toss thou holy hand grenade <laughs> on the count yeah. of three. Monty Python, yeah, yeah, dude, Monty Python. That's one of the originals. Yeah, and I, I, every every time it's on, I watch it. It's good. It's really good. I have that. I have, I have like the 40th anniversary Blu-ray. I think I got it. It's probably one of the earlier exposures to a cult. It's Anthony, funny. Yeah, the yeah. Black Knight's hilarious. Yeah. Anthony LaPaglia. LaPaglia. See, Fox in your general direction. Anthony LaPaglia. He was in uh, So I Married an Axe Murder. Yes, That's he was. He was the friend. He was the yeah. cop who wanted to be. <laughs> yeah. That was another good cult movie. Yeah. So I Married so an Axe Murder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll say my last one that I got um, is the movie that doesn't get its props, but if you watch it, it's fucking hilarious, and it's The Burbs. I love the Burbs. That's another Shout Factory remaster that I bought. This doesn't sound pervy. Burbs awesome. Carrie Fisher was smoking hot mom. She was a a MILF in that movie. She was smoking hot mom in that film. She was a MILF. That movie's great. What's his name? Bruce Dern kills that movie. He he steals the show. Can you think of a movie that you've seen Bruce Dern in where he didn't kill it? Um, What was that one where he killed John Wayne? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Well, he definitely he was killed good in that oh, one. Shit. He definitely killed it then. The only, the only, I think that was like the Searchers or something. The only movie where John Wayne died, Bruce Stern killed him. That had negative impacts on his career, right at the time. But Bruce Stern killed everything. Up. <laughs> you know what I, you know what I learned. You know the part, or you know Bruce Stern in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's the blind guy. Yeah. 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 Do you know who part that was originally for? That was Burt Reynolds who was supposed to do that, and then he oh, died. Oh, dude. Burt Reynolds would have killed sucks. that part. Yeah, yeah, you know Bruce, what I mean? Bruce Stern killed it, too. Bruce Stern did, too. I love Bruce Stern, but Burt Reynolds would have been awesome at that. that. Sucks. I thought for sure you were going to mention Big Trouble in Little China. We already talked about Big Trouble in Little China. Well, we did now. That's an honorable mention, but we talked about it when we were yeah. talking yeah. about yeah, Kim Kim we did. Kurt Russell. Yeah. 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 That's so good, but man. I don't want to be a re- repeating horse or whatever <laughs> you call it. Uh, I'm going to go with American Psycho. American Psycho yeah. was one of my. It's one of my. I love that movie. That like the room. I hate it. <laughs> I don't I hate know why, How do you Psycho. hate American Psycho? I don't like Christian Bale in that movie. I love him. I don't like him. What about Starship Troopers? You like that one? I love Starship, love Starship Troopers. I've only seen Starship Troopers one time. I remember loving it. I've never watched movie. it again. It is oh, also man. on Netflix right now. It is. Yeah. It, Paul I got, it on, I got yeah. it on my Voodoo. It is. On Check Netflix it out, Huey. Right now. <laughs> I will. Thank you. Starship Troopers. Thanks, this uh, Voodoo. This to digital. Um, 
Starship Troopers is awesome. It spawned, I remember when I worked after high school, when I was working at the power plant and I worked on a midnight shift, I would come home every morning at like 6 and I'd, I would get home by like 6, 30, 7 o'clock and they had a CGI yeah. Starship Troopers cartoon. Yeah, Michael yeah. liked that one. I yeah. fucking love that show, man. I'm not going to buy it, but I, it was good to fall asleep to every day. Any more we want to talk about? No. Nah. Right. I, I think people can uh, contact us and tell us. Cult what we movies. Missed. Tell us what they were. Yeah. We'll read them on the. I'm bonus. sure there's others yeah. we missed. Go to bo- yeah. um, Go to bochewy.com. Yeah. Go to bochewy.com. What, what we missed. What's what are your, your favorite? favorite cult movies? Troll Two. Do you like that one? We talked about that one already. Mm-hmm. That's why I couldn't talk about it again because I love it. And just like uh, the room with the disaster artist, Troll Two is an awesome documentary called uh, Best, Best Worst, Worst Movie. Movie, and it is fucking hilarious. I and bought crazy. it on DVD just to watch it because so I wanted good. to watch it after. We watched it together. Yeah, at we your did. House, didn't yeah, we? we did. So good, so good. I don't remember what happened to mine, but uh, it is. That's it, a great one. What What other cult movies are out there? There's a ton. There's a ton of cult movies, and there's cult movies in every little faction, little group of people that they just like a particular movie, and they all watch together, like Kung Pao with us. We couldn't decide if Kung Pao was actually a fucking cult movie yeah. because, or did we just like Kung yes. Pao? I remember us. watching that movie the day before I left for college. It's Back the in worst. 2002. It is the worst movie. It's terrible. But you if you watch it by yourself, sober, don't. You're gonna hate it. I saw it at the movies, drunk as shit. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, let us know. Go to bochu.com. Yeah. There's a contact us link there. Hit that. Yeah. We'll do it. I am so sick of everything that's on social media, especially particularly Facebook. I just don't want to watch it. I just don't want to look at it. Yeah. So I haven't been on there much. Uh, to kind of update everybody on things that are going on with the show, but please feel free to go. Just go, go to, to bochewy.com. Go to the new bochewy.com. Yeah, I've been Chuck. Yeah, I'm Huey. <sighs> Bob. Oh, you're so sad, dude. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Everything goes wrong at once. Nobody wants to help me, and I'm dying. You're not dying, Mom. I got the results of the test back. I definitely have breast cancer. Poetry podcast show?